and welcome back to College Kings. What's going on, everybody? How we doing tonight? Yes, CDM here, and Nate Dog is here. What a weekend of football, brother. Dude, talk about a great week to start off college football, and Mm -hmm. I think the greatest game to start off college football, and we're going to jump right into it, is going to be that Colorado TCU game. Talk about a game of the year potential. I'm talking, it was insane. I was so, just like everybody else in the country probably was, starstruck on how good this Colorado team looked. Mm. I mean, yeah, you said it, you said it best, man. I mean, it was all ifs and maybes, but once the, it was like, it was like kind of like immediate, immediately once that yeah. game started, you saw the talent and you're like, hang on a sec. <laughs> it, I mean, when you hit the train, when you're first in the transfer portal and you have the star started coaching that they have having Deion Sanders as their head coach. And, you know, Deion Sanders is not your typical head coach. He's not going to be your Nick Saban, your Kirby Smart. He's a different breed, man. Mm. He don't care. He'll let you know straight up on how he feels about you, how, what you've said about him. You know, as he said in that press conference, we keep receipts. Mm. And he's keeping all those receipts. I mean, you come in as a 21-point underdog. That don't matter to Deion, man. That All that matters is going in and playing that game. And he came in, and I'm telling you, I was so happy to just see that team play good because it looked like they had been playing for years together. Like that team looked so well, like well, like smoothened out in like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, yeah. It's like you you said it perfectly, man. When you get these teams, we talked about it on Saturday when it was happening. It's easy to translate offense, and we saw Mm -hmm. that. I mean, that offense is a legit. Pac-12 offense. That offense is on fire. I mean, that's how most Pac-12 offenses are, though. Like, they are high-scoring offenses, super explosive plays, doesn't take time off. Like, doesn't take time to, like, really develop any, like, small mistakes. They just keep going with it. Yeah. It's it's not just – it's – my biggest thing I picked up was it's not just Shador and Travis Hunter. I mean, yeah, they were the story. They were the big yeah. story. But the offensive line, the running backs, the receivers, it's everyone. I think they, think they had four. This is the first time in Colorado football history they've had four receivers with over 100 yards in the same game. One of them being two-way player, Travis Hunter, who had – the best game I've ever seen a player have. So Probably the best game. 11 receptions, 119 yards, and an interception. And that was a, that was probably the best interception I've seen in a while in college football. A diving grab. Elite, elite. Elite status right there. And I told you this before. I think Travis Hunter made the smart decision of going to play for Deion Sanders at Jackson State. Following him there and then taking him to Colorado, I think that really made a standard for everybody that – you know, he you, you he can coach anybody. He can mm-hmm. coach anybody anywhere. And coming in, first Power 5 game, going up against a team that just played for a national championship, not returning everybody that they had last year to a new team, but Colorado last year won one game. So it just goes to show, like, Did they these Power 5 rankings. I they, they were winless. Co- no, they won one game last year. They had to. Yeah, they won one game last year. There's no way. I'm looking it up. I thought they were a winless. Oh, you're right. You're right. One and 11. Yeah, one game. And I mean, I think Dion can, 
is going to elevate that to possibly if he continues what he's doing. Oh my gosh, what a play! Yes, we are um, if he continues what game. he's. Yeah, we're watching the Clemson and Duke game. You know, this is going to solidify the uh, top twenty-five after this week. Yes. Um, but I think that Deion Sanders is going to take this Colorado program to the next level, especially since he has two Heisman, like two Heisman candidates right now on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And but I love your point though when it comes to Travis Hunter going with Deion. If there's anyone in the country in the world honestly, especially in college football, that understands the situation Travis Hunter was in. He's a two-way player in high school, baller on both sides, commits to Florida State, uh, uh, decommits, goes to Jackson State because Dion promised him one thing. We're going to let you play both sides. This is, We're not yeah. – Dion did this. He knows what it's like to be a two-way player. And Dion loves that about him. And I promise you, I promise you, Recruits around America watched that game. Two-way players watched that game and said, I want to play for that guy. I can, I can do – yeah, exactly. They saw that and they were like, I can do that with him and mm-hmm. he can make me into that type of star for sure. Because, I mean, Dion did it at both levels. He did it in the college level. He did it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that Travis can't do that but elevate it ten times better than Dion? Yep. Who, who was the last player that you really saw play both ways in the NFL? I mean, the last player that I saw play this good in college as a two A player would probably be Adoree Jackson or Jabril yeah. Peppers. Yeah, Peppers like, was just, really good. Peppers was good. Adoree Jackson was more of like I would say a special teams player He's more electric. than an offense player, and really studied out on defense. Mm. But I mean, Travis Hunter, man, you don't have to put him at returner. He has got the skills to play the receiving position but he's got the ball hawking skills to play at the corner position as well. Yeah. And those are two very hard positions to play and get good at. And if he masters it, dude, I mean, in the next couple of years, man, I mean, later in his career when he goes to the NFL, we could see him in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just he was so good on both sides. And there was a question today on Undisputed. I watched it, and they were asking – um, Richard Sherman, Dion, no, D- Dion did an interview, but it was uh, before the interview, and they asked him, "Which is he a better corner or a better receiver, or w- will he be a better corner or better receiver?" And they all said cornerback, but not a single one of them said that he's like, like if he was just a receiver and just stayed receiver and never played cornerback, he would still be a first round pick. You know? Oh yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Like I mean, but. Uh- Playing both of those positions, and in my opinion, I think corner is one of the hardest positions to play in football. It is. Getting getting good at that position is just going to make the game ten times easier for you because mm. you're already a stud at wide receiver. And if you get better, I mean, he, I think he's played corner more than wide receiver in his career as well. Mm. So, I mean, he's already got the skills mastered down to be a corner. And he's learned, and like I mean, he's also been playing wide receiver throughout his high school career. He knows how both of those positions work, and how to like he knows weaknesses. He points that out, and I feel like you know, doing that is um you know Dion taking him in and just teaching him everything that he's been through. That's going to help out a lot. I think he only gave up one reception for like maybe twenty yards or so. One, one reception. reception. And he had a and he had eleven receptions for 119 yards. It's insane. 
And they were targeting him. It wasn't like they weren't thrown at him. They said, oh, no, dude. Like, they were coming at him the entire game. I mean, it's the smart thing to do. You think this player's gassed. No, that dude, that gas tank, man. Nah. No, and then who was their, let me see real fast, their running back who had, like, four touchdowns. Oh, yeah, he was a Henderson, I think that's his name. Uh, Henderson, something like that. Let me see if I can get to it. Because, I mean, he he did not get enough recon- – uh, he didn't get recognized for the work he put in. He had a day. All right, I'm pulling it up, I think, right now. TCU. Colorado versus TCU. Come on, ESPN, don't fail me. There we go. Stats, running back. Okay, yeah, it was by committee. Wilkerson – Led him in yards. Um, Dylan Edwards and Anthony Hankerson. Hankerson had no touchdowns. Edwards had a one rushing touchdown. Wilkerson had one. Um, but you're thinking Dylan Edwards in the pass game. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Edwards in the pass game Three had, like, explosive. That kid, I mean, for a small running back like the way he is, he's so explosive, though. And he tore up that defense. I mean, shit. Shador tore up that defense. 5'10", four tugs, 80% mm. against not not the best defense, but also, I mean, it's a power five team. Mm. And so you expect the best. And he just came in, and he looked, me and you said it on Saturday, he looked so polished, so well coached, and looked like a pro quarterback. And they were taking bombs, dude. Like, they were taking mm. deep shots downfield. And he was hitting them in the, the breadbasket. Like, nice. the one deep shot he connected on – was right there on the sideline, and, and the one that, hunt, that Travis should have caught exactly. Yep, Travis should have caught one of them. Like, I mean, it was a good play, but Travis, first off, Travis should have had probably three touchdowns or two <laughs> touchdowns because I mean, he was flaming oh, that cornerback for TCU. Fumble, Clemson ball. Uh, no. Why did you touch it? Like, what? Okay. Yeah, whatever, okay. Duke. Uh, no, but one thing I think Colorado needs to clean up on is giving up 42 points is pretty big. Um, there are some things on defense that they obviously do have to clean up. But other than that, I mean, Colorado is going to be a very big threat in the Pac-12 if they clean up that defensive side of the ball. The offense can only go up from here, I think, in my opinion. The offense can only go up. And depend and the way they use Travis as well is going to be another reason. But if they clean up the defensive side of the ball, they're going to make a. I think they can make a really, really big chance in the Pac-12. I'm not going to go say playoffs right now, but I'm going to say the floor is a bowl game. The ceiling could be Pac-12 championships, college football playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we I said it on on Saturday too to you that it's offense is is much easier to get. To go through the transfer portal, build it through the transfer portal in one season, you're great. It's easy to do that now with everything happening in the transfer portal. The thing yeah. that's tough to build is a defense. That's culture. That takes time. That is that takes that takes that's it's got to be a brotherhood. Yes. You know what I mean? It's got to be a band of brothers who are or who are like willing to play for each other. Exactly. And that's not going to happen in one season. No one's asking this defense though to be the best defense in the country. They just need them yeah. to be good enough to slow down an Oregon, slow down a Utah, slow down a USC. You they got slow down Caleb Williams. It's just slow him down. No, no one's stopping Caleb Williams. It's about slowing him down. I think not they, until he plays a good, not until he plays a good team. Yeah, man. and I mean, and I agree with you on that. 
slow them down. Don't go out there and try and win it all. Like, you know, do what you have to do to win the game. Hmm. And so I think that going into the Pac-12 is going to be, it's going to be a little different because nobody in the Pac-12 after watching that game expected them to look that good. Hmm. I mean, nobody expected that at all. Nope. So. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see. Last thing I was going to really say is, last couple of things, I guess, is we could talk, and uh, there's no disrespect, like, prime time, you're that guy. But I got to give, it's honestly a respect. I got to give him respect for the coaching staff that he has in that in that. Dude, building. the coaching staff is unbelievable. It's ridiculous. It's like, they were going through it on, I think it was Undisputed. And, like, that's, you can make an argument it is a top three coaching staff in the country, man. It's so he brought many everybody. former NFL coaches, so many former college f- football coaches. I mean, Mike Zimmer is not even coaching. He's technically like a, a defensive analyst. I was just about to say that Mike Zimmer is on that is on that coaching squad. It's like this. It's oh stack. So give I a mean, shout out to Dion, if, man. If Dion can go, Todd. If Dion can go t- two and ten, maybe. Oh, it's too easy, Todd Clemson. If Dion can go nine and like nine and three or ten and two, <laughs> make a bowl game. Way I ahead mean, of schedule. What'd you say? Way ahead of schedule if that happens, man. I mean, yeah, way ahead TCU of schedule way and probably schedule. for the program as well. Mm. Yes, yeah. but I mean, also Travis Hunter first first half in first half ends plays sixty snaps on both sides of the ball. By the end of the game, he ended up playing one hundred and forty five snaps. <laughs> That's so many. That's insane. And guess what? He said he was still wait. He said he could go again right now if they started up. Yeah, that's, that's what, insane. Yeah, you know how conditioned you have to be yeah, to Dion, play that many snaps. Yeah, Dion said that uh, he doesn't even pa- practice during the week. He only makes him practice uh, on Fridays, so he can stay fresh. Dude, what that is so. I mean, if it works out, it works out. It kind of, and it worked out. So I mean, it's like he still practices, but he like don't go hard. You have to take. Don't go all days. out. Yep. I don't want you to like tweak anything. Don't but, tweak I mean, anything. You got to stay fresh, man. Like you got to if you're playing 145 snaps. Yeah, if you're playing, I don't think that needs to have. I think that doesn't need to happen every game. Yeah. Like I think if you're gonna put them in on defense or on offense, it's gonna have to be in crunch time moments. Mm. But I mean, this game was to show like, hey, we're we're all here. Yep. And I mean, once again, his kids. I mean, even Shiloh Sanders had ten tackles that game too Led at safety. Team. I mean, he had a really good game. The team in general played so well. Yeah, I mean, Shiloh led the team in tackles. It's like. Yeah, wow. I mean, you got studs everywhere. Studs. It's impressive, man. It's impressive. Like, last thing I'll say is I'm not sure if they beat USC or Oregon, but they are much better than people thought they were. And I'm going to – it is prime time. That is – It's prime time season, baby. I mean, it's you, prime time you got, season. You're watching – I'm watching every single game I can. It's so awkward. It's so odd, man. I would never watch Colorado football unless nope. this was happening, you know? Mm-mm. Only time I would watch them if they're playing against Oregon, USC, <laughs> yeah. Washington. Not yeah. – Mm-mm. I would never go out of my way to watch them. Now I'm going to be keeping up with them every Saturday. Yeah, if they're on, I'm turning them on. You know, they play. Hey, they play Nebraska this Saturday in Colorado. So my I mean, daughter. just imagine how packed that Colorado home opener is about oh. to be, dude. Oh, I mean, they sold one. out their spring game. Just imagine their first home game after coming back with a dub. 
I can't imagine being a Colorado. Insane. Like, oh, dude. I, and now I want to go to a Colorado game. I know. Imagine being in that student section now. You've um, you've been in misery for the past, like, 10 years. A couple years. couple years. <laughs> and now you get Deion Sanders. You get prime time, and it's just like... Is this this is like a God sent moment? This is what it's all about. All right, we could talk about Colorado forever. Let's get on to the oh, next massive game that happened. My LSU Tigers uh, got dismantled, uh, uh, dismantled I mean, by the Florida State Seminoles, sending a message to the entire country. CDM, what? Give me your thoughts, my man, on this Seminoles victory. Are they the best team of the country? I'm not gonna go too far to say that. I will say they are a top five team in the country now. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Th- I'm not going to take anything away from LSU being ranked five right now, but it kind of looked like that they were not supposed to be top five at the moment. Yeah, I think it kind of maybe got to them a little bit. Um, Brian Kelly came out in a, at the post uh, post game conference saying, you know, I think we were thinking we're the two time defending national champions Georgia Bulldogs right now, mm. and we're not. Yeah. Like, I mean, but Florida State had a game like i mean first off two historic programs going with each other you have two heisman contending quarterbacks going at it so i mean they're fighting for a place in the heisman award but they're also fighting for a college football playoff spot okay Mm -hmm. it's been since 2014 since florida state's been there and they got blown out the last time they were there and lsu last time lsu was there won a national championship so I mean, there's a lot. There was a lot riding on this game, and who knows? Depending on how either one of these teams do during the season, that they meet again in the playoffs. But LSU's biggest threat right now, since they lose this game, is, in my opinion, their playoff hopes run through Tuscaloosa this year. Yeah, and I also it, it also depends on how this Saturday goes with Texas and Alabama too. That's another thing, but we'll get on that later. Um. You know, just two big quarterbacks going at it. Uh, you know, Jalen Daniels didn't have the best game, but he didn't have the worst game either. I mean, in the first half, he counted for over 214 yards of their offense in general. Um, 22 of 37, 347 in passing yards, a touchdown and interception, which one of those interceptions was bad, but I'm not going to blame that on him. I'm going to blame on that wide receiver falling down. That was a pretty – you, they're going to blame it on the quarterback, but in my opinion, it wasn't his fault at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Jordan Travis, who was electric last night. And another player who I knew was going to have a star-studded night, but I didn't think it'd be that good. Um, Jordan Travis, 23 of 31, 200, 342 yards, four touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown and an interception. And the player that I had, my standout player for this week, who I thought could be a lot better, and he proved it, Keon Coleman, transfer wide receiver from Michigan State. He had nine receptions, 122 yards, and three touchdowns. Talk about a game and a debut for a team. And this Florida State team just, oh my gosh, this Florida State team looked good. Like, they looked... It, it took a little bit after that first half to get rolling for both teams, honestly. Yep. I mean, LSU didn't look the best. Um, Florida State was still trying to figure out their running game situation because their pass game, in my opinion, looks really good right now. Jordan Travis has got a solid, solid number one wide receiver right now on Coleman. And, and there's other, as I told you before, there's, there's studs around that wide receiver room. But I think one thing that they're going to have to improve on is giving Travis a little bit more time in the backfield and also running the ball a little bit more. I think they only average like 
I want to say three and a half, three point six yards a carry. Mm. So I mean, there's going to be there's some things to work on on offense. Defense played lights out. Not going to lie, they gave up some really big plays, but they played super. They played really good. Now LSU. LSU kind of had a little struggle boat in that second half for sure. And I think one thing that really hurt is that Jalen Daniels doesn't have, I don't think he has anybody really solidified as his number one guy to go to. Um, That's what I have right here. I think that he needs to have his number one and number two guys on the outside. Cause I mean, he runs the ball so good. You were texting me last night saying that he is the, one of the most elusive players right now in college football to take down. Uh, last year he had 84 miss tackles in the quarter as a quarterback that was first overall in front of Caleb Williams who had 44 so I mean I think that if you rely on the run game too much for Jalen Daniels it's just going to be you know it's going to be a one-dimensional offense Mm. so you want to try and figure out two guys on the outside for him to get the ball out to and I know one I don't know his name one receiver that you and uh, Nolan were talking to me about um can't remember his name LSU Yes, um, Newman, something like that. Malik Neighbors? Yes, Neighbors. Neighbors, yes. he fell. He neighbors is fell. good. Neighbors is really yeah. good. But I think he needs to have somebody on the other side of him to mm-hmm. take pressure off and uh, open up that passing game a little bit more. Because, I mean, there were some drop balls last night. There were some There were some drop balls that were not on Jalen Daniels' fault. It's the wide receivers who just couldn't come down with it. Um, but, I mean, I think that's one thing that they're going to have to do. I'm not going to put Florida State as the best team right now, even though they probably had the best team, second best or probably the best team performance in week one. Um, But I think Florida State is bound to do something good. And who knows, by the end of the year, if they put all these pieces together, they can be the number one team and a national champion. And I'm not going to rule out LSU this year year, just because they have to still go play Alabama. And if going to Alabama still with one loss, that's the game of the year right there for them, especially if Bama loses this week coming up against Texas. Mm. I don't think they are. But if they do, then that's a playoff fight right there like it was last year. I mean, that's a big playoff implication. So LSU's, just got, some, LSU's got some things to figure out, but um, give it time. It's the first game. It was probably the biggest game. It's probably the biggest game of the year for them. So let them figure that out, and I promise you Brian Kelly will come back and – get that team to where they need to be. Yeah. Well said, man. It was a, it wasn't, you know, I obviously picked LSU. Um, anyone knows that the biggest thing for me was not a confident pick. I don't think anyone was picking in the, in these games. This game specifically was confident either way they picked. I think the biggest surprise was how much more for me, there was a massive skill the difference, you know, Florida mm-hmm. State was like, way it was, it was mismatched. They were way more skilled, man. They just had better players, and and I told you last night we were talking about it. It's like you're, you're like saying sorry and stuff. And I was like, man, I can't be mad if the better team won. It's different if you know. I you, mean, you know, I gotta have I gotta have some respect for my dogs. You know, I have a soft spot for LSU. I respect them, but I mean, last night they just they got outplayed. And it, but I think another thing about this Florida State team, and I hate to cut you off, no. Florida State has been playing a lot longer with each other. These mm. players have. Jordan Travis has been that quarterback for a while. It's been kind of hit or miss because he's been benched a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this team has been together longer than this LSU team has. Yeah, uh, you could definitely make a case for that. It, it felt just – it felt like 
my biggest thing, first thing I want to say, I want to give respect to Florida State. I do think there is a there's a part of it where LSU was probably not the best, the fifth best team in the country. Technically, I think a lot of people could agree on that, but that I don't want to take anything away from Florida state because they beat a legitimate top 25, top 15 team in this country. I mean, coming into the season, I thought LSU was the best fifth ranked team. And who knows? I mean, I told you that you could have swapped them in Alabama, excuse me, swapped them in Alabama out between four and five, just because y'all have the quarterback. Y'all have a veteran quarterback. The only veteran quarterback, in my opinion, in a top, in the top five, besides J.J. McCarthy, but Jalen Daniels has been starting since he was a freshman. Yep. Yeah, and the biggest thing, so like I was saying, it's just you don't want to take anything away from Florida, Florida State, and this is what I got to say about Florida State. They have the most offensive talent in the country. The only team I you believe could, that. Yeah. I will say that as a full fact, yes. Yeah, and the only team that you could maybe even th- you could throw into the conversation is in an Ohio State because, uh-oh, what happened? Oh my oh, gosh! This quarterback's elusive, Ooh, bro. Like dude. I'm telling you, he is a smart. Like he, like they told, they they came out saying that he makes the right decisions. He's, a dog, <laughs> he's making man. right hey, decisions. He's a dog. Uh, but like I was saying, it, it's a talent thing. Florida State was talented last year. They brought in some ridiculous, ridiculous transfers, man. Oh yeah, dude, they hit. Just imagine if they had Travis on her. Um, oh, oh, just imagine. But just that's, imagine. that's my thing is, and I was talking about the offense being the most talented. You can make a case the defense is just as talented skill-wise. That defense they had is players good. everywhere. Players everywhere. So my biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me is LSU was just outskilled and outcoached. Mike Norvell came into that game with a game plan, and they executed it. And when the, and when the game plan didn't work, they adjusted and that's one yeah. thing LSU here's a player. Just did here's a player, Jared Verse. Jared Verse, edge rusher from for, that edge rusher. Mm. He had he was balling last night, dude. Like mm. he was having a game. He's always he's always been a dog. I will, I I think Mel has him like top five or top ten this year yeah, well, for he, the draft. He would have been a first round pick. He could have went last year. He'd have been a first round pick, but he said no. I'm, I, I think I'm I mean I'm glad he stayed because I mean this this he gives Florida State an even bigger chance yep. to do something on that defense side of the ball. Because I mean, as you said, I was I was shocked that that their defense was as good as it is last night. Yeah, like their defense was amazing. It was like I mean, yeah, it was. A they gave thing, up some man. botched plays. But they still play in that second half. They played really, really good. They played very good. And the biggest thing was the offenses looked unstoppable early on. The defenses adjusted. Coming out of the half, Florida State said, we're, we're stopping. We're stopping this quick pass from, from LSU. And if we allow mm. it, and if we allow it, we're staying in front. We're going to tackle. We're not going to allow the big plays. And that's how Florida State won this game in the second half. LSU just couldn't move the ball. They couldn't move the ball. Offense. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, oh whoa. Oh, yeah, I'm a little behind. But uh, it, for that was the biggest thing for me is Mike Norvell, man, he – Got that team ready. He came in to coach a game, dude. Yes. Offensively, defensively looked incredible and made the adjustments. Big thing for me, too, and I've got to put this on the entire LSU coaching staff. What the hell position is Harold Perkins playing this year, bro? Dude, I I don't know because I I, it seemed like I barely saw him on the field. I didn't hear his name called at all half the time. He didn't make a play. I mean, he didn't make a single play last night. 
I don't I don't know where they're putting him. Like, I mean, I thought he was an outside linebacker. He was in and now coverage, they want to put like, him at the game. Edge. It was so weird. Yeah, and now they want to put him at the edge. Like, I mean, now they want to put him at safety. Who knows? Like, I mean, they're trying to move him around like Isaiah, like Isaiah Simmons. He's not Isaiah Simmons. It's it's very hard to be a high caliber hybrid player on a defensive on a defensive side of the ball like that. Harold Perkins has the like has the build to be a good coverage player, but also when he comes off the edge, or if you send him off the edge, like I mean, disguise the blitz and just send him. He's getting back there. Yep, tracking down quarterbacks. He's getting back there. Yep. I mean, he's a good. He is a scary matchup in the passing in the coverage game for sure, though, because he can match up with tight ends. He can match up with running backs, and he'll match up with some wide receivers depending on like the position battle. But they just don't know where to play because once again, I. Last year, I was hearing this guy's name. After that Arkansas game where he tore it up, I was always like continuously hearing this guy's name, possible Heisman contender or a Heisman sleeper. He was rumored to possibly go top five in this draft, and that's my next point too is if he keeps playing this stupid position that he's in, they're going to kill this kid's draft stock. Oh, yeah, they're going to kill his career for sure, and that's that's what's going to suck. It's so weird. I I I texted Nolan – before the game, I said, I feel like we're, we're going to get a Harold Perkins game. I'm not saying he's going to dominate, but he's going to have a couple of big plays. And he just, he didn't even have the opportunity is my biggest thing. It's like, it's not even a, a that's, it's not even me talking bad on his talent. It's that they didn't put him in situations to make the play. And no, they didn't. And that's what, that's, that's what else you're supposed to do. That's what the coaching staff is supposed to be getting people, the team prepared for, getting Harold Perkins prepared for. So that's my biggest thing when I say LSU got outcoached. They just... It didn't. I did not like their game plan. Defensively, it was a weird game plan. It was weird. Just defensively, they didn't play bad. It was just. It was like just weird things. Like Mingo was dominating in the interior defensive line for LSU. Oh yeah, all game. He was always getting to the backfield. Every single snap, it felt like he was in the backfield. But it was like. It was just weird things. Weird things, busted plays, allowed Jordan Travis to run around and find open receivers. And I got to give and it to give him time, too. Hey, like, I mean, State. that Florida State offensive line played good. Oh, I got to give it to Florida State, though. I mean, they had like four or five drops that saved LSU from it being bad early on. It's like yeah. that, that was the biggest thing going in the half for me. It's like LSU was uh, ahead, and I'm over here like, first of all, it should have been more, it should have been 23 to 14 because of the two. Pe- Field goal attempts they probably should have taken. I don't hate yeah. the decisions. I hate the play calls. I would have gone for it, just not with those play calls. But it was you're ahead 17-14. Florida State has like two or three drops that were built have been big plays. And it's just like Yeah, like scoring, lucky. like they could have they should have scored on those big drops for yes. sure. And Flo- I was just like, we're lucky. LSU's lucky right now. Like we've terribly we've been out coached we've made terrible decisions when it comes to not taking points when we should have taken them that first yeah. drive that that is a momentum killer you go all the way down the field get down to the one inch line and still not score that and not get into the end zone it's it, it's a killer for sure that, i mean that's a, that's a drive killer that's a mental killer as well yes. for the sidelines because i mean that's bringing everybody down yes and it brings um, and it brings florida see, State i was up. i was sitting up at the bar last night and me and Gabe and my friend Tracy, we were all sitting down having a drink. And Jordan Tra- uh, Jordan Travis was playing good. And I was like, oh, my God. And like, they just scored again. Keon Coleman just scored. I was like, oh, my gosh. K- 
Keon Coleman and Jordan Travis are the next best thing. And some dude at the end of the bar was like, he's only going to win like seven or six games. And I looked at this dude and I was like, are you smoking crack right now? Like, are you insane? I don't know if you watch ball, dude, but watch this game right now and tell me uh, otherwise. Because Jordan Travis right now has escalated himself up to like top three in Heisman right now. Yep. I mean, we'll get into the Heisman conversation later in the pod, but I mean, it's insane how good that offense played last night. Yep. And I think, and I think it, the season's not over. Season's not over for LSU. It's not. They right. still have a chance if they go and beat Alabama again. I mean, it's super. It's the exact same situation as last year. They control their destiny. The LSU had a much easier path. It's they had a actual path. If Florida State lost that game, they weren't going to make the playoffs. LSU controls their destiny once again. I just don't know. I don't know, man. It's your second year, and you still make the big mistakes you did last year and like you did last year in the first game of the season. I know the yeah. team will get better, and they'll fix those mistakes, and they'll clean it up. I just don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't know if LSU. I didn't feel like y'all hitting up. the transfer portal enough either as, either as well. I don't yeah. feel like y'all's transfer portal was, was a skills. big success. It's skill players. They don't have a lead running back. They, I, I think Neighbors is a legit one, but they don't have anybody beside them. You know, the yeah. cornerbacks. Our best cornerback is a Syracuse transfer. It's like no disrespect to Syracuse, but – Ugh. And that guy got cooked <laughs> up by Keon last night. So, oh yeah, dude. it's just one of those things for me. I, 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 I I'm gonna support him till till the day I die. But as you should, as you should. LSU, That's what I'm gonna be like next week, win or lose. Exactly. But LSU, they just got outplayed, outskilled. They were not the better team on Sunday night, and I got to give all but, my respect to Florida State. And I mean. I, I mean, full respect to both quarterbacks coming into that game as well. I mean, oh, both yeah. played the best that they could. But speaking of quarterbacks, I mean, we had, we saw some good quarterback play Sunday, uh, Saturday, but we also saw some struggling quarterback play, and that yes, would did. be Ohio State. Kyle McCord did not have the best game, in my opinion, as, no. as his starting debut, you know. The pick that he threw, I didn't get to watch the game. So, I mean, I went to YouTube, watched the film. Mm-hmm. And the pick that he had was they took away his first option. It was a rollout to the right. They took away his first option, and he tried to make a play out of something. He tried to make something out of nothing, crossbody over the middle, picked off. Yep. It was the first, It was only one pick, so it's not bad. But the way, like, it just, it was a bad decision-making. It was a bad, it was a bad decision-make. Yeah. Because, you know, Kyle McCord coming out of high school, I think had it still has potential to be a really good quarterback. He waited his time. He did mm-hmm. his, he did everything that he had to do. He's reunited with his former high school wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., who, who I still think had a subpar. Oh, got him! Had a subpar game last uh, last Saturday. But I think Ohio State had. I think Ohio State as a team did not look their best. Defense looked really good. Defense played really really good just to give up 3 points. Offense was kind of eh, kind of mid. Mm. But I mean, after you lose your starting, after you lose your, you lose Paris Johnson, you lose Dewan Jones to the draft, and then you lose your starting quarterback in CJ Stroud who just also got named a captain for the Texans. So, you know, congrats to our boy, you know, team captain. Let's go. Um Losing, I think losing those offensive linemen was the biggest part, just because you don't have that experience and veteran leadership on that on that offensive line. Because last year, C.J. Stroud had immense time to be in that pocket. Kyle, Kyle McCord's going to have to work his way through this, you know. 
kind of make those decisions a little faster. Um, it's the first game, so I'm not going to really hold a lot over it. I think they get a lot better at this time, but it's also a brand new team for Ohio State to figure out. Yeah. So I'm not going to bash on McCord. I'm not going to bash on him at all. I just, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a working progress for sure. Also, they had a really dominant run game at the mm. beginning of that game. Mm. Like their running back room, like Henderson, oh my gosh, he's still going to be a monster. He can uh he's going to be a monster in the NFL depending on where he goes. Mm. But they had a dominant run game. Like I mean, I'm talking about run the ball down your throat. Yeah. And so I think, you know, give this, give Kyle McCord a little bit more time. Let this offense get on the right, get, let this offense get on the right track of producing the big plays that they were doing last year. And defense just really, I mean, defense, as I said about Florida State, you know, can only go up from there. So, I mean, let that defense continue what they're doing. And Ohio State can still be in the top, in the playoff talk for sure. But right now, I'm not going to put them as a top five team right now. Keep them in the top 10. But I don't know. It's a top five. I think they're a top five team, dude. It's just the way they struggled is not how, it's not what I'm used to Ohio State looking like. But also, we were spoiled with them having one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fine, Ohio State fans. Don't worry. You won the game. Only games you need to worry about, honestly, are Penn State. That's the one game that I think you're gonna hey, have to worry about. Hey, Notre Dame. But that's Notre gonna Dame. have to be after the Notre Dame game, yeah. as I said. Yeah, as Nathan just said, I forgot about that one. That's gonna be a big game as well. I mean, they don't have an easy schedule. No. So McCord's gonna have to McCord's gonna have to grow up for sure. Yeah. That last statement. That's my biggest takeaway from this game. He's young, no experience. Young. It's just made, it's, made some made some mistakes. It was that's he was just, he looked like a young, inexperienced quarterback. I'm not extremely concerned because it's just all new. Everything new that everything McCord is doing is new. The speed, yeah, the skill, the skill set he's playing against, the timing. It's all the games like the game speed compared yes. to CJ Stroud, compared to him. CJ Stroud was, you know, reading defenses and everything and pointing out like every like pointing out every little thing on the field. Yep. Kyle McCord is still trying to figure that out. Yep. And that's that's the biggest thing. That's my real biggest takeaway of this is He's just young. Got to give him some time. The concerning thing for me is that this was against Indiana. Either yeah. Indiana has a pretty legit defense or, like we said, Ohio State struggles are pretty real. I do want to say, I, I can't remember exactly what that spread was, but I think it was like 30 points. That was disrespectful. Yeah, dude, that, it was a it, well, it, 23 to 26 is 26 points for it. I mean, it wasn't the best. No, I'm talking about going into the game. I think it was like a oh, 30, going into the game. Yeah, like dude, it was, it was, it was like spread. it was like it was double digits for sure. I think it was like 35, 40 points, and they didn't even cover it. I'm about to find out. The, yeah, well, I mean, that, I mean, it's a, I mean, that's a, it's not like the worst team to go against, just because I feel like they have a solid, they have a solid defense. I mean, they, 30 their points. defense played super good. Thirty freaking points. That. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. They covered it? No, it was a 30-point. Oh, it was a 30. Okay. Free still... play? Pick. Oh, my goodness. There's no a flag, There's a flag though. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Probably coming back. What do you mean? Was it a free play? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Ooh. What do we got? It was bound to happen, dude. I mean, he's been throwing balls like that all Kate freaking night. It does not look good. It does not look good. Is, Clemson. This is definitely impacting my good. top 25. Either way, whatever happens in the rest of this game. 
Yeah. Offsides. I mean, whoever went, oh, dude, that's a killer. That sucks. But no, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is young. I do want to say it's crazy that Indiana was that big of an underdog. They have a pretty good defense. They had skilled players. They were playing fast. Their offense was trash. I won't lie. Their offense was horrible. Pretty dog water. Horrible. But Indiana has had this weird, like, They've kind of had Ohio State's number, not to the where they beat them, but they compete with them. It feels like I mean that time. year with Michael Penix Jr. Dude, where yeah. they just ball like he was balling out. I mean they probably could have won that game yeah. depending on how it goes. I mean they've had Ohio State's number, and I promise you they will get it next year for sure. Yeah. They'll get one in these next couple of years. Definitely oh, did you know this? LSU plays next season yeah. to start off the season. Y'all have to play you know you have to play USC. Yes. I saw that yesterday on ESPN, that. dude. I was like, what the heck? Yep, I didn't know that either. So, And it's in Las Vegas. That's such a tough game. I've never seen y'all play that team in my life. And That's I've been be alive weird. for 23 years. I've never seen y'all play that team. That's gonna be, why are we, we we give these we give ourselves some hard first games, man. I like it. It definitely looks good on the ending schedule for sure if you can actually win yeah. the game. But, no, so, I mean, the last I don't think things- anybody... I don't think anybody needs to worry about Ohio State right now. No, I think Ohio yeah. State's going to be fine. Yeah, that I agree. It's it definitely feels like they've got time. My they get two more warm up games, um, before their highly anticipated matchup against Notre Dame. I've got to see improvement. It's in South Bend, isn't it? I think so. I'll tell you. I think it's in South Bend. I'll tell you right now. That's going to be an even bigger game changer too. At Notre Dame, yes, sir. Ooh, ooh, but, man. I mean, that's the thing, man. Is you got two more games. I've got to see improvement. If I don't see improvement between these two games, I got easy games. They're not playing. I need to see like they're forty playing, plus points on the board next yeah, time. They're playing Youngs, Youngstown, Youngstown, Youngstown State, Jesus, and Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky's got good offense, but that's about it. If you, you got to go out there and, and beat these teams down. Look good, but yeah. Corden needs to get some confidence going in there. Listen, everybody, game. last Saturday was blowout city for everybody. Yeah. Was everybody was blowing games. teams out. Oregon put up 81. Oklahoma had a shutout game like 73 to nothing. Mm. Alabama 56 7. Mm. Um, Ole Miss 30, 73 to 3. Like, I mean, these blowout games, man, that's what I need these next two games to look like. I need Ohio State to come out. I need Marvin Harrison, first off, to have a touchdown this game. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have a touchdown last game. Yeah. And he also got hurt, scared the sh- uh, scared the heck out of me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was – I need to see improvement for sure. But the biggest improvement I need to see, and I think we both agree, is Kyle McCord growing up these next few games. Yep. And these – and, like, Notre Dame is his proven game because if they don't – if he doesn't prove it, bound to get benched. For the backup quarterback, who's uh, also just as talented as he is, yeah, he's so fast. So, like, I mean, both, I mean, both quarterbacks are good. Don't get me wrong, but Kyle McCord, I think, can still be the guy. He just needs to improve. McCord's got a lot more. There's a lot more like ooze. I know that the other kid can run. He's fast. He's an athlete, but McCord, you gotta have an arm talent. You gotta have arm talent, bro. And McCord like, got it. He made a couple throws where you're like, okay, that's that's. Kyle McCord. made Kyle made some really good throws last week where you were like, okay, hey, there it is. There Something it is. like he hit like he hit the tight end down the seam on one play yeah, for a touchdown. A dog. And, Stover and is it a was dog. Dude, Dilbert could be a monster next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got like the perfect build for the tight end too. Yes. Um all right, that'll do it for us too. We could uh, uh we could talk about Ohio State, but uh let's move on to the battle of the Carolinas, CDL. Uh oh. 
Uh, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Uh oh. These big plays for Duke, man. Duke's making these big plays, but now they need to capitalize off score. of them, man. I mean, score, they're just man. not getting in the end zone. You can't go three straight field goals. I mean, that's just not that's not doing anything. Nope. Okay, yeah, Battle of the Carolinas, though, that was kind of a, a disappointing game, in my opinion, just because mm. I like South Carolina. But when you get sacked nine times in a game, it's kind of hard for you to be good. Yep. And that's the one thing about North Carolina that you pointed out to me is that their defense played actually really good. For them. Their defense <laughs> played really good for, for a North Carolina team. Mac Brown also got his 100th win yes. as a North Carolina head coach. So once again, to the legend, sir. The first, you, sir. the first coach of all time to win 100 games at two universities. Dude, that's GOAT status. He's up there, man. Like, I mean, He's I know Nicky's won six. Or I know Nick's won seven, but I mean, yeah. Matt Brown, 100 wins at both at two colleges. That's GOAT status for sure. He's up there, man. He's all, he's yeah. the oldest coach. Uh, the second oldest is Nick, so. It's like by a Dang. couple months or something. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's happening? What's happening? Uh, Duke's driving down the field. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Minute left. But yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that statement. I was shocked how good North Carolina really looked execution-wise. I mean, their best player, Drake May, didn't even have a great game, I could say. And they Two touchdowns and two interceptions is not the best I mean, it's, for his standard, yes. in my opinion, just yes. because Drake May is the second-best quarterback in, in college football right now going into the draft. Yes, that spot can easily be taken by any other of these start-started quarterbacks that are coming in as well. So yeah. I mean, it just depends. But I mean, North Carolina's defense did what they needed to do and showed up. Yeah, they... South Carolina's team or South Carolina's offensive line kind of just sold on them. Kind of just sold on Spencer. It was bad. It was bad. It man. was. And you watched that game more than I did, so you you probably can give more input. But I mean, from what I saw in the highlights, I mean Drake May made the throws that he needed to make, showed off the arm talent, showed off the decision-making. Um, but also, he, you know, he had those two interceptions. They were kind of bad. You know, made some mistakes, but that comes with it as well. I mean, first game of the season just doesn't need those to happen again in these other big games that are coming up. Exactly, exactly. It's watching Drake, you could see it. You see where... You see the, the where the hype's coming from. I you mean, see the poise and calmness around him. He is calm. He's cool. He's collected. And he makes so many good decisions. He made a couple bad ones. Yes, he did. But the biggest thing for me is, man, he the skill that man has when it comes to throwing a football. He, is, it, it, it rivals Caleb Williams for sure. I think he's got better control of the football than Caleb. He's got control of the football that is – NFL level where mm-hmm. he can put the ball in the right spots. Yeah. Oh, when he rips it, dude, spots. it's like when he rips it, it's perfect spiral. Oh. It's perfect placement right over the shoulder when it's a deep ball. No, oh, yeah. inside routes. I mean, it's right here where they can catch it or out a little further where the defender can't reach it. I mean, he is going to be a special talent, whoever gets him next year. Yes. Like whoever gets him in the draft next year is going to get a special talent at quarterback for sure. 100%. 100%. But like we said, it wasn't a perfect game for Drake. And the big, the biggest story for me was that defense, man. Like you said, nine sacks. South Carolina, I don't want to take anything away from North Carolina, just like I said with uh, Florida State. But that, ter- that offensive line is terrible. Horrible. That offensive line's trash, bro. They sold. How do you, like, 
you can't like Spencer Rattler played the best that he could. He had a good stat line. He had over 300 yards. I think he only missed like nine passes out of the game. Yeah, zero so. touchdowns, zero interceptions. So that's really good. But you, he didn't get up on the board. But you cannot get up on the board when you don't have time in the pocket. Hmm. Fix the offensive line because honestly, everybody's thinking about South Carolina. Okay, hey, they're gonna make a little move in the East. You know, rival kind of be a rival against Georgia again, rival Tennessee, teams like those. But you're not going to be anything if your offensive line, Georgia's going to eat you and spit you out, dude. Like, I mean, yep. they're going to get spanked by teams if they can't fix that big problem, especially with the quarterback talent they have. Like, I mean, they have a quarterback, dude. Spencer Rattler's no slouch. No, he's I great. Mean, he's a great quarterback. Like, I mean, he's, I mean, in my opinion, he's still good. I think he's a top five, top ten quarterback in this year's draft class as well. Yep. But, I mean, you got to figure out, you got to save him and keep that, uh, keep your quarterback safe if you want to start winning games, especially in the SEC. And they have a schedule, bro. They have a very hard schedule. Don't they? Don't they right. ever, bro. Besides having to play Georgia, they still have to play Tennessee. They still have to play Florida, which – I really wouldn't worry about Florida. Florida looks god awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky, which Clemson. Kentucky has a quarterback too in um, the North uh, North Carolina State transfer. Yes, I mean you got to fix those problems to make a competition. And once again, North Carolina is no slouch either. They made the ACC championship last year, but you got to fix those problems to make uh, to compete in the league that you're in. And North Carolina, in my opinion, is looking like they can compete in the ACC and possibly go back to an ACC championship, win it. And if they, I mean, depending on how it is, if it's a one loss, if they have one loss, you said they don't have to play. They don't have to play Clemson. They don't have to play Florida state this year. Yeah. They don't have to play Florida state in the regular season. So they can meet Florida state. It could be an undefeated Florida state team versus North Carolina. And that's a playoff that has playoffs written all over it. Yep. I mean, it just depends. Because North Carolina has the quarterback talent to do so and has the talent around him. Because I think North Carolina has always had the talent, mm. or like an off an offensive based talent for sure. It's just defense has always been the biggest question. Yes, yes, and man, I'm not looking too much into it. Like, it's hard to just kind of look at that game and be like, the defense is back. They're back. They're going to be a top twenty twenty five defense. And it's like easy. This team. Just needs a top forty defense, and they could compete. It feels yeah, like. dude. They were like <laughs> in the one thirties last year. They were bad. They were pretty bad. Like, and, and they've always had great coaching, great recruiting. It just feels like, for me, it's shocking that the defense has been so bad. And now, when you watch last night, it's like this is this is how North Carolina should be with Mac Brown yeah. as a head coach, the great defensive coordinators, you know, coaches and stuff. It it's it's kind of shocking they haven't been good till now. Obviously, it's one game. You don't want to look too much into it. But when it comes to, you know, the ACC, like you said, who else? Obviously, Clemson's struggling with Duke. Duke might be a a good team in the ACC this year. But I mean, there's 17 seconds left in this game, in the first half of this game right now, and it's 7-6. to So, I mean, there's there's struggles for sure. Fumble. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, there's 10 seconds left, bro. It's 10 seconds left. They're going to need a miracle play. They're on the other side of the 50. They're going to need a quick play to get out of bounds. Again, they don't get points. Like, I mean, Duke is playing good to hold Clemson to only seven points in the first half. Yeah, but that defense can only But, I mean, their offense, this quarterback needs to, I mean, this quarterback's doing all he can, but 
the skill players are, are like literally selling this game right now. This is tough. That's tough to this watch. Is tough. Let's see. So South Car- North Carolina. Let's see. Their next biggest game. I mean, honestly, they don't play a ranked opponent anymore until the Clemson game, and they have to play Clemson in November. Hey, but man, I mean, they play App State next week. Then Miami's- they go to. Then they play Minnesota. They play at Pittsburgh. Uh, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia, Georgia Tech, That's Campbell. That's really cakewalk. <laughs> and then, guess what? And then the final three-game stretch is Duke at Clemson and NC State, and their biggest test is Clemson. I mean, this this is a soft schedule. Like, I saw Georgia's schedule, and I thought that was soft. This is just a cakewalk. This is it. But they'll find a way. They'll find a way to bonch it, dude. They'll lose to, like, a Minnesota and a freaking, like, Campbell. I was about to say, uh, you're, you're doubting the Campbell Camels over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what North Carolina does, though. Sometimes they just kind of, they kind as I said about Penn State, they, they kind of just beat themselves sometimes. Yes. So that's one thing they have to watch out for is do not beat themselves. So I mean that's I, that's all I can really say about North, this uh, this North Carolina South Carolina game. That North Carolina right now has the easiest path has one of the easiest paths to go play for their uh, conference title, and I think it's going to be against the Seminoles too. I think we could get a North Carolina uh, FSU. That would be a fun ACC championship wouldn't right there. It, wouldn't it? That would be a fun, especially if North Carolina's defense is like on fire. Like yeah. I'm talking about like top 10, top 15, Florida State's on fire too. ACC championship game. Two of the Ooh, best quarterbacks man. in the country, man. Could be number one, number two overall if you think about it. If you if don't watch out, if Caleb doesn't watch out, his spot hey, for that number one know, spot can he, get taken, Caleb but I don't want to read. Caleb stays, stays back. He's playing bums, dude. He's played San Jose, Nevada. Of course, he's going to be good. Dude literally has nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. But who you played right now? You played bums. 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 Like, big bums. Like, no. No. Um, respect him. I respect the game, obviously. But those first two teams are cakewalks. Very much so. I'm glad they got to play us next next year, game one, even though hopefully Caleb goes to the draft. So Caleb probably won't him. be there. God, I hope not. <laughs> if Caleb's there by the time, first off, if he stays next oh, year, if he stays in college, it's going to be really, I don't, I'm not going to support that. That's going to suck. I hope we don't have to play that next year. All right, let's move on. Last thing we'll do for the recap, and we talked about some good teams. CDM, give me one team that we haven't talked about that really shocked you this week one. Oh, man, you know, there was a lot that really shocked me, and I kind of just want to go with some of these upsets. Did you know that Texas was the only team in the state of Texas who did not get upset? Baylor got beat. Texas Tech got beat. That Baylor loss was bad, bro. Dude, that Baylor loss and that Texas Tech loss was just so embarrassing. Like, it was bad. But a team that I did watch yesterday and that has a quarterback that transferred from Clemson, actually, I went Oregon State. Oregon State did not look bad. DJ looked DJ looked good. They did. Yet again, was it against a trash opponent? I think it was a San Jose team. Something was, like that. It was San Jose like, State again. Okay, yeah. So I mean, he looked good. Like, I mean, he looked a lot more comfortable than he did at Clemson. And I'm talking about he was strong in the pocket. That offensive line, first off, dude, they didn't play anybody, but still they gave him enough time in that pocket to work it out and find uh, for decision-making and find his uh, target. And you know DJ's got that strong arm, dude. And it's just like a line. It's a straight 
bullet to the chest. Yes. He had a really good game yesterday. So that's another team. Pac-12 right now. Pac-12 is looking like one of the best conferences right now just because of the quarterback play and just because all their teams are undefeated right now. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I watched that game too. DJ did look good. DJ He looked calm. He looked so I like him. I liked him in an Oregon State jersey yes. just because I know this kid can be good. I mean, he came in the same class with Bryce Young. So I know what talent and we saw from that Notre Dame game a couple years ago his freshman year when he played and they Notre Dame beat him. He still played a good game and that game went to double overtime. A freshman DJ led that team to go play in it like in, in South Bend and almost win that game. So he looks a lot more comfortable, a lot more poised, and looks like he's enjoying the game again. I mean, also, when you're throwing up five touchdowns a game, I bet it does feel nice. Because also, they're not using him like they use him at Clemson. They're not asking him to run QB draws three times, like a couple times a game. Um, he's the number one guy there, too. He doesn't have anybody that's going to take that job away from him. So that's just one team that really stuck out to me. I looked at it, I looked at it, uh, I looked at them today, and it just stuck out because I mean, people are going to sleep on DJ, but I think if he continues to play like he is and continues to bump those stats up, then um, a, uh, some NFL team out there is going to be very lucky to have him. I mean, dude, six five, six six with a cannon. Yes. I mean, who wouldn't want him? Just yes. let him get like t- like mentor him, and I promise you, he'll be a franchise guy. Hundred percent. I really like that one a lot. The one team that shocked me, and once again, a lot of these teams did played nobody. So it's kind of picking. You're picking teams that beat teams they should have smacked. But one beating, team that beating the school of of the blind and hopeless. Yeah, exactly. Literally, this team it did look like it after that that this loss. I'm going with the Ducks, brother. I'm going with the Ducks, Oregon, baby. They, Dude, they put up 81. That, that that in itself, they pulled a Kobe on the Portland State. Uh, oh, Portland. they really did pull their Kobe on them. Jeez. I mean, I give them that. The Once Vikings, again, I think I like Vikings. that pick. It's just Pac-12 right now, dude. It's scary good. Scary good. I wanna, I'm want i going to read you these stats. First of all, Bo Nix goes wild, as he should have. Mm-hmm. It was a nobody, mm-hmm. like we said. 23-27, 287, three tuds. All right. I want to, that was just passing. Did he not have any rushing touchdowns either? No rushing yards. But listen to this. Listen oh, to this. Oh, wow. Listen to this, though. Oregon still ran the ball for 348 yards. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Listen, dude, if you have a balanced running game mm. and a balanced pass game, it's going to be hard to beat a team like that. Lethal. Their lead running back. Listen to this. This is Randy Moss numbers here. In a different capacity, running the ball, four carries, 119 yards, and two tuds. <laughs> four carries. What's this dude's? What's this dude's name? Bucky Irving. Bucky Irving. I've never heard of him. Didn't Dude, know he existed. A hun- four. So he had four carries, 109. Dude, it was <laughs> averaging at least 30 yards literally a carry on the dot. 30 yards. Literally, thir- literally 30 yards a carry. <laughs> My God, that offensive line was probably just oh, like part the waters. Part the waters, bro. It was. Crazy. Oh my God, dude. The stats I, are wild. Two I'm not going to imagine him to do that every game, but yeah. I'm 30 yards a carry. If that's happening, yeah. two receivers with 100 receiving yards, and both and two receivers with two tuds, both of them the same guy. Both had seven receptions. 
This team cooked. Obviously, like I said, team cooked for real. Reiterating, they should have cooked, and this is honestly expected. But for a team to put up 81, and I mean, literally, I mean, they didn't. I mean, this team was so good all game. <laughs> well, I was just about to ask you who had the worst beatdown this past weekend besides Oregon. Oregon had the uh, most points scored, but say, who had the worst beatdown? I'd probably say the worst beatdown would probably be. So they're talking about my boy Jalen Miro. I think you could probably make the case for Oklahoma, Arkansas State. Arkansas State's Oklahoma. coach was crying after the game, bro. Oh yeah, dude, I saw that. They had a player consoling him because he was on the ground crying. That's got to be the. You know, it's Tennessee's former head coach. Heupel, really? Yeah, yeah, former Tennessee head coach. He coached at Alabama too. Heupel was a yeah. Former yeah, Tennessee's head coach a couple years ago. I was coaching. I thought, oh no, Butch Jones. Oh, it's Butch Jones. I was about to say, Mm Hypo got like, he's like coaching PE now because he was paying those players. Okay, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no, literally, I saw. I I was looking at it and I was just like, what's wrong with his face? And I saw tears just flowing. I was like, dang, this dude's down bad. But when you get when you get shut out seventy three to nothing, I'd be crying too. Yeah, I got to look at these stats, man. Like you said, this is if you're if you're crying after a game, you definitely got beat down. The no, worst. if you're he- if you if you make the head coach for the other team cry after the game, you should not like you should feel bad for yourself. They you bar- should feel, uh, not even for yourself. You should feel bad. Just for making a grown man cry on the sidelines. They barely cracked 200 total yards. Oklahoma had, oh my God. Oklahoma had 640 total yards. <laughs> Their backup quarterback went perfect, bro. 11 of that 11. Right there. I mean, Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel is another quarterback to watch out for in the league. I mean,. He, coming out of UCF, Bro, he's still cooked. good. He cooked. Good God. I mean, he cooks, dude. And for a lefty, three, I mean. Three incompletions, bro. That's ridiculous. Three incompletions. I think he had like four. Uh, at halftime, they were pushing him to go for like over 500 yards and over six touchdowns. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's get off of this. We could talk about these beatdowns. There's a lot of them, but yes, like you said, but I think I liked your Oregon. I liked your Oregon take. And we both picked the Oregon schools. Once you look at that, exactly. Oregon state, Uh, Oregon Oregon state and Oregon. I mean, I think those two teams in the pac 12, I mean, once again, pac 12, I think is going to be the most fun conference to watch this year. 110% agree. Let's get this thing moving though, to our playoff and Heisman watches. Obviously everyone listening uh, we'll, we will be dropping our top 25 uh, after this Clemson game, but tonight we're going to give you our top six teams in the top 25. And if you want to find out what our top 25 is, though, go follow us on Nate Tuck Sports College Football, NDS underscore CFB. Obviously. Always love the support, you know. Yes. I'm your college football analyst right here, so the yes, content sir. pushing out will be coming from me, and I promise you I won't lead you down the wrong path. Yes, exactly. And we'll be giving you everything from these pods and obviously reminding you all to come watch College Kings. And if you exactly. haven't, go listen to episode one and two. They are great. We're going to keep getting awesome. better at this. But uh, You'll love them. Yes, exactly. But let's get into this, brother. Let's get into this top six teams after week one. Now, see, the first, now number one and number two, I feel like stay the same for both of us, but yes. it's that third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth spot that are just you know, like, I did 10. I did like a top 10, but I'm only going to say six. 
Okay, if you, um, if you got your top 10, I, the only reason I didn't say I wanted to do top 10 was because if Clemson won this game, they're not my well, top Well, right 10, now, but... right now, since I did the top 10, I'm going to keep Clemson at nine right now. But, you know, I did kind of flip some people around for sure. Okay. But if you want to still do the top six, we can. But I, I, I'm, I'll I'm say my top six, and I'll tell you, like, my other three or four picks right after the pod. We'll, we'll do, um, no, we'll, we'll do, hey, we'll do our top six, and then you can just, you don't have to. Talk about them. Just say seven, eight, nine, ten. You can just, just okay. Say I got them. you. I'll do the yeah. same thing. You can go ahead. Shoot off. Start us off, brother. All right. Yeah. Uh, like you said, there's not not much explanation to be said with the one and two. So we'll kind of just skip over those. Georgia one, Michigan, Mi- Michigan two. at two. I mean, they did nothing to lose those spots. They looked great. Nothing. So keeping them. Now, there. What about number three? Number three. This one is was like tough. number three is the big changer just because Ohio State struggled. Is they did and they did, but like I said earlier, got to give them time. I don't want to look into that game too much. First game of the season, so I am actually going to keep Ohio State at number three. I like it. It was tough. I really wanted to put one team over them there, but I just thought, you know, let's calm down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna shift too much with this top, this top twenty-five list of mine after week mm-hmm. one. And uh, that, I'm going to keep Ohio State at three. It's tough for me to kind of move them after, you know, they won. So it's, Yeah, they won. You know, they won. They didn't. It wasn't a close game, but it wasn't a blowout. But it wasn't a close game. They obviously were yeah. the better team. So I'm going to hold Ohio State three. That's, that's not an easy hold for me, though. What's your number three? At number three, um, I got Bama. Hey, no, just no disrespect. I got Bama. It's just because Bama, we did not play. I'll give Ohio State this. Ohio State played a conference team in their conference. So, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a more struggle than going up against a middle Tennessee state. But the other thing is, is just I think Bama coming in with a new quarterback in Jalen Milrow who had a really good game. You know, I'm not going to write off of this game too much. I'm just going to say, you know, next week is the big test. Next week against Texas, it's definitely the big test. Yes. Um, But I, I think Bama just played as a whole a lot better just because I think all cylinders were firing. We've had a lot of hype coming into the season. A lot of people have picked Alabama to go back to the natty. Um, You know, as much as me being a Bama fan wants to say that, um, I have to see a lot more going into the season, especially with Ohio State as well. I have to see them going into the season. Um, but right now, I think Bama is the better team um, just because we returned a lot more players. They returned Marvin Harrison Jr. They returned a lot of other players on the defensive side of the ball. But we also hit in the recruitment class. Um, our recruiting class was super good as well. And right now, Jalen Murrow kind of showed that he has a little bit more in his bag. Like, Jalen Murrow's got a bag. I won't lie. Like, I mean, he's kind of like a point guard, shifty little point guard. You don't know what he's going to pull out next. But that's my number three. Who you got at four? Yes, and so everyone knows that at four I had LSU last week, so I'm switching the team that beat them. I'm putting Florida State there. We talked about how great they are. Their talent, I think, is definitely top four in the country, in my opinion. Yeah. I wanted to put Florida State at three, but like Same. I said. I did too. Like I said, though, it's I want to I wanna give Ohio State a couple of weeks. Obviously, if Bama wins – this coming up week, things will be shifting in my in rankings. 
Bet, yeah. I just I like teams with better wins. For me, when it comes to Ohio State beating Indiana, even though y'all smacked Middle Tennessee State, y'all were supposed. It's a better win. It's a better yes. win for Ohio State for sure. Like You're I agree with that. Alabama. As I said, it's a conference team that they played. They're yes. not playing against a Middle Tennessee team. So I mean, yes. I understand your reasoning about that for sure. Yeah. I just I I value big wins, and even though Ohio State's win is not big by any means, would never say that. I just, I mean, it's not like by the margin, uh, you know, it's kind of hard for, cause mostly I think a lot of people, myself, including go off of, you know, you're supposed to put up 40 points in the beginning. Like you're supposed to put up a number of points in the beginning. And I mean, Ohio state didn't come out and do that, but they still got the dub for sure against a division opponent. And that, that helps too. winning, like getting that early division game out of the way yeah. as your first game, it you show it's going to go and show like, Hey, you know, we're in this division still. Nothing's going to go away. Yeah, we lost to Michigan last year, but we're on a different road this year to come back and beat the Wolverines. And I think that's what they're, I think that's one goal they're looking to the most mm. is going back to the shoe this year. Or no, 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 they're going to Michigan. They have to go to Ann Arbor. Yes. So they have to go to Ann Arbor this year and play Michigan again. And I think that's one of their biggest goals right now is to get back on the track of, hey, you have to remember we run this like we run this rivalry. It's not y'all anymore. But right now, Michigan is uh, taking it by the reins. But yeah. at my number four, I've got the USC Trojans just because wow. they are two and zero right now. They are two and zero, and I know that I came out saying that they have played bums, okay. but they are two and zero. I want to go off schedule as well. I want to go off like two and zero is a big one. Um. Caleb Williams is still Caleb Williams. The only thing that scares me about this team is their defense. Their defense could possibly be one of the worst defenses of Power 5. Like, I mean, their defense is not good. Letting up 28 points to San Jose State in that first game was kind of shocking, even though you won that game, 28 points to that team is still pretty bad. Um, Then you play Nevada. But the offensive side of the ball, your light's out. You're good. It's not a mid-game. You have... Caleb Williams, who's trying to go back, trying to go back to back Heisman's and go into the playoffs this year. And we'll see what happens. But they're my number four team right now. I think that's going to change once they have to play a bigger opponent for sure, though. Uh, next week, they have to play Stanford. So obviously, that's not a big game, but it also could be a trap game as well. Yeah. Yes. It's at least it's interconference. It's interconference game, so at least we'll have somewhat of competition. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably just gonna smack them, but <laughs> probably just gonna be the same result as it's been the first th- two weeks for them. But for this, like for this to happen, Stanford's just gotta have to contain Caleb Williams. That's all they're gonna have to do is just keep that man contained. But that's my number four team right now. Who's your number five team? Yep, and now I will give you your Alabama Crimson Tide. This is. I'm, I'm holding them here. Like I said, you put them at five. I put them at five. I, I'm just, I want to see this Texas game. I don't want to. I understand Mil- that. I understand Mil- that looked, for sure. Melrose looked too good. It was to a point where it's like, and there's no disrespect to Melrose, but he was like, it's no, like, all right, it I need, surprised me too. I just need him. I need him to do this against a Texas and Ole Miss and LSU. And all like, that's what I told you before the pod, like that botch play that he had that, that first, his first touchdown was, where he, was, snap was under. And then he just sprinted to the awesome. end zone. I mean, that that's elite. a cool play as elite elite. You're not going to make that play against any other. You're not going to make that play against anybody else right now. 
Like, I mean, Fair. against a really good opponent, it first off, if you do, holy crap, congratulations. <laughs> That's like really, really good. But you got to be like, the plays like that are like one in a million plays, and other teams like Texas are not going to let those easy plays happen like that. They're going to be prepared. They're going to see, we're going to watch this tape this uh, from this week. Cause I mean, he beat this team, he beat Middle Tennessee with his legs, but he also beat him over the top as well. Because, I mean, running with his legs, that freed up so much space over the top for our wide receivers to get to. And I think we have – I don't think we have the best wide receiving core. I think we have a decent one with Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond, uh, Malik Heath, that um, community college transfer, uh, Kobe Prentice, Keon Law. I mean, we have a lot of guys in the receiving room to help Milrow get around. Oh, and uh, Jacoby Brooks as well. Forgot about him. Hey, yeah, Brooks, Jacoby Brooks. Brooks Who's good. a sleeper? He's a sleeper. That, that dude trucked someone in that game. Uh, this no, that was Isaiah Bond. That was Bond? Okay, Bond looked good. That man. was Bond, dude. He dropped him. He absolutely dropped his butt on the concrete. Yeah. He, uh, uh, like I said, though, that's my biggest thing is I, I, I value big wins, and Alabama's biggest win to this point of the season is coming up this week. So I'm just going to – that's my only reasoning why I have FSU above them and Ohio State. They just have a better win. Ohio State has a better win. FSU has the best win of any team in the country right now just because yeah. it was a top it was a top 10 matchup, the only team to have a top 10 matchup at this point so far. So that's no disrespect to Alabama. Alabama yeah, looks yeah, good. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Alabama looks good. Milrow has improved, and that's – Defense Fun. looks a lot better than last year's for sure. Getting I'll, rid of Pete Golding. I yes. told Ole Miss fans, I keep telling Ole Miss fans, I'm going to pray for you when, when Pete Golding actually has to play a legit opponent. Because mm-hmm. when Pete Golding has to play a legit opponent, it yeah, his, it's going to crash and burn. Because I can tell you from personal experience, he's not a good offensive coordinator. Ole Miss will find out because Ole Miss hasn't had a defense since like 1776. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been it's a minute. Been, it's been a minute. But <laughs> at number five... I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to put the Florida State Seminoles there. Okay. Um, you know, I think out of all the teams right now, they had the they obviously had the most impressive win so far, yep. just being the top five team in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they can only go up from here. I think they may – I think by next week, after they beat Southern, by a score of 56 to 7. That's actually, they're gonna that's be, actually kind of low, Carson. <laughs> 56 to 7? That's actually That's grace. I'm giving Southern Miss a little bit of grace. They're going to get creamed next week, bro. What do you mean? I'm a Golden Eagle, but that's going to be a hard game to watch. (laughs) Oh, hey, it'd be really cool if they upset them, though. Just imagine, like, the topsy-turvy world college football would be in after that. Southern Miss just goes out there to the – Oh, yeah, dude, I I wouldn't even be doing this anymore. (laughs) Like, I mean – but Florida State right now, they have to do they they have to prove themselves one more time. I think they have to win that that next big game. They have to win, and then they're going to be looked at as a they're going to have a target on their back. Right yes. now, Georgia, no one cares about Georgia right now. Be completely honest with you, nobody cares about Georgia at the moment. And that's not me being a hater or a critic. That's just me saying they're not they're not doing anything special. I mean, they just won their first game by a combined 48-7, and Carson Beck didn't look the best. So, I mean, in my opinion, Florida State could make a rise, kind of like Tennessee. Tennessee had a little run last year where they beat Bama. They were ranked number one. I think Florida State can do that, but the difference between Florida State 
And Tennessee is, I feel like Florida state's got all the pieces around them. You had Jalen, you had uh, Jalen Hyatt last year and you had uh Hendon hooker last year. You have Keon Coleman for Florida state. You have Travis Hunter. I mean, you have Jordan Travis, you have Keon Coleman, you have a hefty wide receiver room behind you right now and a star-studded defense. That's the one thing Tennessee hey, didn't have last year. Hey, and even though he didn't have a good game, Benson, that dude's a legit running back. Yeah, Benson, the yeah. They had a really good game. I mean, that's one thing they have to work out is that running game for sure because then they'll be unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, they will be. But that just goes to show how good LSU's defensive line was playing, though. Yeah. Just to average, just to allow three and a half, like three and a half to six yards, like three and a half yards of carry, that's not bad. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Florida State right now is at five. And then can I just go ahead and say my sixth team? Go ahead. Sixth team? I'm going to take Penn State. Oh, man. Uh, Penn State at six. Ohio State's not there right now. I have uh, Ohio State at seven. All right. Um, Penn State, in my opinion, West Virginia's no pushover either. I mean, they play in a big conference as well. Um, but Drew Aller, man, holy crap. That dude is a legit weapon right now. He He's could good. go down as the best Penn State quarterback to play. He's there good. or could go down as the best Penn State player from there. Give him some time, man. I'm telling you, that kid is going to be good. He's and good. I think that this is Penn State's year to beat both Michigan and oh, Ohio State I in the it. same year. I love it. Hey, we are Penn State. You've heard me say this for years, baby. And I think now, since they have the quarterback, it's time for them to wake up. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it, man. I love that mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I hear where you're coming from. I got Penn State pretty high too, but I got to throw in USC at six for myself. Okay, gotta I got you. USC. I was wondering where you're gonna put them at. Yeah, it, keep them where they were for me. USC, like you have them higher. They're two and zero, but I gotta see them beat a good team. So I'm keeping yeah them playing there. bombs. I mean, you, there's two ways you can go off of USC. Yep. You either go off two and zero schedule right now, or you go off of you know when they're gonna play a legit opponent. I'm just going off of this right now. Obviously, this will change. Yes. Oh, man, you you waited for that hole, but, my Lord, nothing opened. <laughs> he, nothing. he shuffled there for so long. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Um, But, yeah, no, I like the way you got USC, but you're. I think you're doing it the right way until they play a legit opponent. Yeah. And I, I just looked at their schedule. They have to play – Notre Dame and Utah back to back weeks, and then they have to play Oregon. But those are the only two, te- like those are the only teams that are going to get in their way. And who knows, all those teams they have to play couldn't end up being top five, hey, top ten they, teams by the end of the year. They got Washington in there too, bro. They play what? Uh oh, uh oh. Touch this quarterback. This quarterback. Touchdown. This kid. This kid. Duke. The Blue he Devils. Had 15, dude, he had 15 rushing touchdowns last year, bro. The Blue Devils. Like, I mean, this kid's good. Oh, my goodness. Riley Leonard. This kid, look at that. Look at that swagger, bro. Look at that swagger. Swag, baby. Let's go. Uh, oh, that was a Taysom Hill play. Look at this. That uh. Dude, look at the hezzy. Uh. Oh, and then he breaks a couple tackles. Good uh, block downfield. Did, did he stay in bounds? Good job shaking it, tiptoeing down the sideline. Beautiful play. Wow. Never give up on a play. He's not even gassed. Look at him. Look at him. He's I walking. swear, dude, this has probably been the best. This is probably my favorite Duke quarterback to watch, probably because I've never seen another Duke quarterback play besides Daniel <laughs> Jones, and I barely watched Daniel Jones play in college. Right. Didn't even know who Daniel Jones was when he got drafted. I barely knew him. Um, Did he stay but, bounds? So, like, 
for my seven through 10 yep. teams, here's what I got real fast. I'm not going to go into detail, but at yeah. seven, I got Ohio state at eight. I have Washington, Washington. I feel like it can be a little bit higher because Boise state literally Boise state at the beginning of that game. It was a little, it was a, uh, it was a game. Boise yep. state was no slouch. As you told me at nine, I'm keeping Clemson right there. And at 10, I got Texas. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, for but uh, I think your 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 teams, your your six teams, I think are solid for sure. Uh, Obviously, they, our teams are gonna t- are. I think he's in bounds. He's in bounds. He's in bounds, dude. He's got green. There's green between that cleat and that line. God. That's um, a touchdown. No, no, but I think yeah. uh, obviously our teams will uh, work them way work themselves out for sure. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, but right now I'm pretty. I like the I like our teams that we have for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you my seven through ten here. I'm gonna put number seven Penn State. Like I said, I got a lot of respect for Penn State, like Drew gotcha. Aller. And then uh, eight Washington. Washington's got my respect. I really like Washington a lot. I got Washington at eight. I like that. And then I got number nine Texas. We're gonna have a top ten matchup between Texas. Oh, and you thinking Clemson loses the game? It doesn't matter what happens yeah. in this game. <laughs> Oregon at ten, baby. Let's go. Whoa, dude! They they jumped up five spots like that. Yep, Just jumped like up that. five spots after dropping eighty one to the school of the helpless and blind. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. I know. I mean, I know they dropped eighty one, but I mean, I got the ducks. Whoa, I got the ducks. The only other team. I mean, that's a. I thought about putting. So you have. Game. So, you have three Pac twelve teams in the in the top ten. Yes, okay. I do. I like that. Let's yes, see. I've got. Yeah, I've two. got three Big Ten teams in the in the in the top I think, ten yeah, right now. Every everyone has that. Everybody, dude. I mean, yeah, Oregon only two SEC. I mean, yeah. Let's see. I want to look at something. Okay, let me see Oregon. Since I actually have a computer now, yeah, everybody. I'm not on my phone anymore. I actually have a computer to do yeah. Zoom on. So everybody, it's super I think, nice. I think everyone can tell in the mic quality the most. Yeah, I actually have a microphone right yeah. here. Yeah. Let's see, Oregon. Let's see, they play. Te- okay, so Texas Tech next week. Actually, we're predicting that game after this, so yes. we'll get to that shortly. Hawaii. Okay. Um, okay, and then Colorado. So Colorado in the next three, in the next two weeks, is their biggest test at, at the beginning of the season. And then Stanford after Colorado. So they have to go. They play Oklahoma. Uh, they play Colorado at home, and then they go on the road to Stanford, and then they stay on the road. To go play at Washington, mm. that's another big test. That's probably their biggest test. Like, that's the biggest game of the year. Yep. If if USC is still at six or if they're still in the top five, I don't know, man. Like I didn't even know Oregon State was ranked at eighteen. Wow, did not know that. They're good. Um, Oregon's got a Oregon's got a. Oh man, they got to play Utah as well. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind, man. I mean, if they make it out of these. They can't lose to Washington. They can't lose to Utah. If they be if they lose to USC, it's fine. That's just 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 one loss. Yeah, but I mean, them in the championship, yeah. Oregon's got to go back to a Pac-12 championship to be a legit contender again, dude. Yep. Like I'm talking about, like they have to go back there and be a legit contender. Yep. And I mean, it, that's also if uh, Bo Nix wants to be a Heisman a Heisman favorite. And uh, you know, speaking of Heisman, mm. don't you? Uh, what are your who are your top five Heisman picks right now after week one? Oh yeah, let's give our Heisman watch. 
because I've got two. I got two or three guys from the outside looking in as well. Okay, I like that. I like that. We're gonna be calling this segment "College Kings Heisman Watch." Obviously, everyone knows ESPN's Heisman Watch, but this is a better Heisman Watch. ESPN's Heisman Watch sometimes can give me stage four, like it's that bad. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's just like hit or miss. You don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. They are shaky for sure. It's a shaky one, but ESPN is also a shaky industry as it is. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah, we got to poop on our competitors. Let's move to my Heisman top five. I got a couple of players outside looking in as well. I got you. I got you, as you should. Yes. So, we're going to go number one. Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams. Got to okay. hold, holding strong. There. You you really you really held that suspense right there. It had me thinking for a second. I was yeah. about to be like, "Don't say don't don't say Shador Travis Hunter. Don't say that <laughs> Shador Sanders." No, Caleb Williams hasn't done anything. Lose that spot for me. Holds it strong until proven nine otherwise. touchdowns, zero interceptions right now. He holds that spot for sure. Just balling, just balling. So that's who I'm going to hold for right there. Number two, Michael Penix Jr. I like it. I like it. Five touchdown game against Boise State. Really woke up that second half for sure. He is he is that guy for me right now when it comes to if there's one player right now in college football that could shift the entire draft, it's that man right there. So Oh yeah, for sure. Michael Penny. I like like listen, we've liked him ever since he played at Indiana, bro. Yes. Like I mean we saw leaving it. Indiana was the biggest biggest thing to do in his career. Oh, and that's gosh, not disrespecting that's... Indiana. That's just him finding new opportunities. 110%. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, good Uh-oh. tackle. That's a big boy right there. That is a big – oh, ankle. Um, number three, I got the man that has the biggest win in college football right now, Jordan Travis. Okay. Okay, I like that. He is a I dog. Like I like him a lot. He did everything – you could ever ask for him in that game. One month or just one mistake and one bad pick. I mean, and that was it, but he had so I think, many good balls. I, I think he, I think he's slowly, he's slowly going to make his way up to probably winning a Heisman this year. He's going to be, like in if the he, he needs to, he needs to beat Clemson. He needs to go and win the ACC mm. and be a playoff team. Yep. And that will get him the Heisman for sure. Yeah, at least give him a chance at it. So, yeah, number give three. Give him a chance. He just needs Caleb to really, really screw up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yes, that is number three for me. At number four, I got the duck himself, Bo Nix. At four? Yes. Ooh. Yes, I do. Okay. I was think I wanted to put him. I'll be honest with you. I don't have Bo Nix in here right now. Yeah. I have him on the out. I have him as one of my guys on the outside looking in. Okay. Um, All right. But that's a really, I mean, that's a that's a good solid number four right there. Dang, I'm telling you, the Pac-12 is quarterback central right now, dude. The Pac-12 is where the quarterbacks are at. Yes, yes, indeed, that is for sure. And then at number five, do I think he can win it? It's a possibility. This is more of a fun pick for me. I'm going to say Travis Hunter at five, maybe. Let's go. There we go. I was waiting for that. Show the defensive – show the cross-platform players some love. Yeah, dang right. Had to. Do I think he wins Heisman? It's a long shot, but – I had to throw him in there after what he did that game. I it think was, you do. It was yeah. one of the best performances I've ever witnessed. I mean, we said at the beginning of the pod, dude, that was probably one of the best games I've seen some an individual player play. Yes, yes. Indeed, indeed, indeed. When it comes to my guys looking in, technically, if I'm being realistic, at number five, I'd probably currently throw 
either Sam Hartman in there. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'd probably put Sam Hartman in there. Actually, just throw him at number number five for me. But number five, okay. Um, I'm gonna hold strong on Travis Hunter as five, but okay. Hartman looking in uh, outside looking in for me. I think I definitely know. I'm holding strong. I said he was my sleeper. I'm holding strong until proven otherwise. Drew Aller, he's yeah. still out there for me. Yeah, that's and where then, I got him. And then Shador Sanders too. I, I like him a lot. It's another long shot. Oh, you have him on the outside looking in? I do have him on the outside. Brother, I think, at. oh, okay. I'll bite my tongue right now. Okay, bite it. Bite it all you want, brother. But, yep, mm. my top five. Caleb at one, Penix at two, Jordan Travis three, Bo Nix four, Travis Hunter at five, Hartman on the outside, Drew Aller on the outside, Shador Sanders I like on the that. outside. I like that. That's a solid. That's a solid Heisman top five for sure. You know, I think the quarterbacks stay the same throughout. I think Travis think uh Hunt Travis Hunter may fall out depending on how his play goes, just because he's I mean, if we're thinking about it, it's mostly a quarterback. It is quarterback award. But if he continues to do what he's doing, then totally he has a chance to win that award Uh-oh. and be the set like another defensive player. Oh my gosh. This dude defense, bro, is playing good. Yeah. Oh, like hurt. they're playing really good right now. I think K got hurt. I think Cade got hurt. Oh, is he? He's getting up slow. Okay. Well, so here's what I've got. So I'm going to start from the outside looking in. So I got four guys from the outside looking in. So I got my boy Drew Aller. I got him. Um, I'm going to um take my boy uh, Jalen Milrow right now. He was definitely like he's on the outside right looking in. Had yes. an explosive performance. Yes. Um, Jackson Dart. Ooh, I like that one. I, I Jackson Dart, dude, like had a one. game. Had a game. Was it against Mercer? Yes. But like still that. had a really good game. I like that. Um, and then Bo Nix as well. Okay. I, I thought Jackson's Dart would throw you for a loop a little I, bit. I'm actually mad I didn't have him in that top. I mean, if you look at it, he had, like, dude, they blocked it. Oh, my God. Dude, oh, my, oh my God. God. Hold up. Wait. I just oh looked goodness. up and they blocked the kick. No Duke, way. Duke's, Duke's not losing this game, bro. <laughs> Wait, either they blocked or he didn't. I think he missed it. I don't think they blocked it. I think he may have missed it. But still, that's still super. <laughs> Look at Dabo. He's so <laughs> frustrated. Oh, my goodness. Oh, pissed off. Oh, my um, gosh. I got to see. Those are my guys outside looking in. Uh, Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart. It just depends on what um, Just depends on what Ole Miss does this year. But that's another. That's a sleeping quarterback that you need to watch out for. But I'm going to start from five and up. So my number five candidate, I got primetime junior himself. I got Shador Sanders at five just because of the amazing game he had, dude. Talk about just he looks like one of the most poised quarterbacks in the country right now. Love it. At number four, I'm going to take his teammate. Taking – no, 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 my bad, my bad, no, 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 no. I'm taking at four. Sorry, I get these. I get the Travises mixed up. At four, I have Jordan Travis. Okay, all right, all right. Solid game, biggest win of the biggest win of the week so far. Could be biggest win of the year if you think about it. Um, at three, taking the teammate, taking Travis Hunter at three. There you go. I like it just because I mean we have not seen somebody do or play the game of football like he has in forever. So I mean. You can put him at five. He can be another. Uh, most people are probably going to have him on the outside looking in, and I uh, I think a lot of people are going to have him in their top five. But I have him at three, um, and also depending on his game, that's where it could either go up or go down. At number two, I got Michael Penix Jr. Just because okay. Okay. he's one of the most. Yep. He's a veteran quarterback. He's been here for a while. 
Um, he's primed to have a good season this year as well. I think he I think he uh is Pac twelve offensive player of the year over Caleb Williams and oh. maybe Oh, all right. It's a big one. It's a big one, I know. I like it. Um Caleb can win Heisman. Uh, I think Michael Penix Jr. is gonna have a better season. I also think that uh Washington has a better season than UCS or USC, my bad. Yeah. And then at number one, have the reigning, defending Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. As you said it, as I said it before, he has done nothing wrong to uh, stray away from him being a back-to-back winner for that award. He's doing everything right so far. Um, don't play against bums right now and uh, play against some in-conference opponents. And we'll see if yeah. that teeters from, you know, his Heisman Trophy campaign. But right now, I feel like those are my top five. I'm very confident in my top five right now. I like it. And uh, high, early early Heisman winner. I'm going to give an early, early, early Heisman winner right now. And I'm taking the lefty from Washington. I'm going to take Michael Penix Jr. Okay, yeah. We- Marvin Harrison. I know I had Marvin Harrison last week. I know I had Marvin Harrison. But he had a struggle game. I was, think Ohio State had that struggle pick. game in general. So I mean, it should pick up for sure. I think Marvin Harrison should pick up for sure. But I think uh, I think Michael Penix Jr. has one of the best chances to win the win the Heisman right now. He's just got to beat that. He's got to he's got to beat the quarterbacks in his division and go and win his division as well. Yeah, hundred percent agree uh, with you on that. I am such a Penix fan. He has all the skill set and all the ability to to pull it off. He really does. He can he can win that Heisman. But uh. I think they'll do it for our Heisman talks, brother. Let's uh let's move oh, on. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's move on to these games. These games, brother. And these are the these are the games that I've been waiting for just because week 2 has some like really big hit or miss games. Yes, yes they do. They do. And we picked some pretty good ones. We we picked some pretty good ones. There's some really competitive matchups. Not a lot of there's some, there is a couple ranked matchups, but uh not a not all, there's only two ranked matchups when it comes to both teams being ranked and we're gonna predict those for you but we also got some fun ones that could be interesting so we also are going to start keeping count next week when we come on the pod i'll let y'all know what our records are technically when it comes to predicting games and uh we're just gonna it's for we'll say we're one we'll 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 say we're both one and oh right now we won't count week zero we won't count we're counting it. We're counting. It. We're counting week like, zero. Count, oh, then we're no. two and zero. Oh, then we're count, let's just we're let's, counting let's, week one. Week one. No, week zero. We're not counting. We're counting. Last okay. Week. Okay. 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 Week zero. I don't think we need to count. Yeah. Week no, one. Um, I think we just say we're one and zero oh right now. No. I don't think we'll say that. No, we're not. No. Okay. Worth a shot. No. No. We're, last week, I don't think we did pretty. Good. I don't think we did good. So. I think the biggest game. I think didn't we both pick Colorado to win though? I think that's no, privilege. Picked, I think that's no, a big picked, privilege right there to go Colorado. one. I did not. I did not. Oh wait, I picked Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Proud time, baby. Never let me down. You're probably ahead actually because of that. All right, let's get into this though. Ole Miss versus Tulane. Some big time matchup right there. Both ranked. Both teams are you know. Tulane coming it's off crazy of a championship last it, year. It's, it's crazy to think that Tulane is a ranked is going into Ole Miss as a ranked opponent. A legit like, ranked opponent, yeah. A legit ranked opponent. So that in uh, Mississippi State, uh, not Mississippi State. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ole Miss is six is a six point favorite. Over under is sixty two and a half points. Yeah, and now obviously shift, but right now yeah. that's what we're looking at. Taking Tulane. 
Oh, whoa. Oh, what's your score? We got a score prediction? Taking two lane. Um, 45-42. Got a shootout. All right. Got a shootout just like the Colorado game last week. Um, I like the underdogs. Two lanes, the underdog. Do I think Ole Miss is going to win? Yes, just because they have such a high-powered offense that moves at such a fast tempo that it's going to be hard for a team like that, a defense like that, to really go against it. Even though I don't want to say that just because of the game they had last year against USC, they win that game, and they were playing against a caliber, uh, a Heisman, a Heisman quarterback. So I mean, this team, this game could go either way. Um, I'm going to take Tulane as the underdog, but I do expect Ole Miss to uh, kind of win that game. But Tulane, in my opinion, can surprise a lot of people, and I think this is the this is the team to do it against. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Also, I really want to see if they expose this Pete Golding defense. Yeah, kind of want to see yeah. that defense burn and crumble. Yeah, you got you got a you got some personal vendetta in that game. I, I hate understand. Pete Golding with a fiery passion more than I hate Bill O'Brien. <laughs> like hate both of them so much. <laughs> like it's just so bad. And I need old man. I can't wait for old Miss fans to figure that out themselves. Oh my gosh, that's so funny, bro. Uh I'm going to go the opposite, actually, here. I understand. I think Ole Miss honestly puts a whooping on Tulane and kind of kind of slows down this Tulane hype train a little bit. And uh, Can't wait for them to win now. Brings down the – I'll say Michael Pratt, their quarterback, is really good. Really oh, dude, good. I love Michael Pratt, dude. I, I, I followed him on, uh, when I was like a freshman in high school. I followed him on Instagram and he followed me back and I just kept up with him throughout the years. Cause he had a wide receiver from high school. His name is Restrepo. He plays for Miami, the Miami hurricanes, and he's a dog too. So I just kept up with both of them. And this kid coming into college, when he first stepped out on the field, I was like, Oh my God, I, I follow this guy on Instagram. I know him. And I've seen the film, and he got better and better and better. And that USC, that uh, South Cal game was his breakout game, in my opinion. Yeah, it was. It's funny, it's funny, go, it's funny that they lost to Southern Miss last year. That's one of the only two losses they had last year was against Southern Miss. Mm. Yeah, for real. USC got hey, Southern, team. Hey, Southern Miss to the top, baby. If they can do it again this year. To the top. They got them next week after this FCC game. Like you know what? Well, I mean, they have to play another ranked opponent if Tulane wins this game because they have to play Tulane in week three. Yeah, give it to Southern, man. They play some tough teams. I'll give you that. I'll give them that. They play some. They they don't have the easy schedule. And they play Mississippi State late. They play them right before. I'm going to that game. That's so crazy. I'm going to that game, bro. I'm going to get a vlog for the channel. Yes. I'm going to see if I can maybe get off of that one. Hey, if you're up in Starkville uh, the week before the Egg Bowl – just to let you know, Nate, Nate Dog Productions is coming to stay, is coming yes. to take Stark Vegas away. College Kings will make an arrival. Yes, sir. We're going on the road. We have, we should honestly we should try and do like a pregame for that game. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like a little video before that. Like a for live sure. stream pregame pod in the car. Yes. Shit. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I got I got Ole Miss winning this one pretty big, thirty eight. To twenty one, that is thirty eight twenty one is really not that bad. Yeah. It's really not. I got I got them winning. You know, seventeen points. I think it's it's just gonna it's gonna be a good game early on. Old Miss's offense gets cooking, and I do believe the Old Miss offense will be good enough to stop them. A I think bit. it's gonna be like they don't have Ty J Spears anymore. So 
Yeah, that yeah, they don't have their starting running back, but they still have one of the uh Watt brothers. They still have one of the Watts brothers from Pedal. That is true. They did Deuce Deuce got picked up by the uh Green Bay Packers. I think he made the fifty three man roster. So if he did, props to that man. Awesome. Uh six oh one made. But uh they still have one of the Watt brothers there. I think it's Fat Watts. They still have okay. him. So uh I think wide receiver game is still good, but they did lose their big running back for last they, year. They do. I remember seeing him. Uh, week one, I think so. I remember when they both like they both were at JCJC, and then they committed to Tulane. They both committed there, and they were like, it took them a little bit to get on the scene, but once they got the ball in their hands, they were just like, okay, these kids can play, and one of them's in the NFL right now. What what the Lord cannot do, damn right, I love it, I love it. So you got Ole Miss losing to Tulane. What was that score? Forty? What was it? 42? 45-42. 45-42. I love it. Let's go to the next one. Oregon, my team that has made big improvements. Big improvements. And I really like them a lot now after watching that week Uh-oh. one performance. But they play Texas. After that week one performance, you could totally put Oregon up there in like a playoff contender. Yeah. Now they play Texas Wait. Tech, a team that people had in their top 25 coming into the season. And I and losing to Wyoming in double yeah. overtime. I'm just going to say I never even thought of it. I saw them on a lot of teams, and I was like – I gotta. I didn't expect it. I gotta see. Believe it. I didn't think they'd lose to Wyoming by any means, but I didn't. I oh mean, you love. That's the one thing I love about college football, man. It's the unsurprising upsets at the beginning of the season, and that was one bit. I mean, that was one big upset was Texas Tech losing to Wyoming. The state of Texas did not do good in football, except the only team in Texas, which would be the Texas Longhorns, who won their game. Baylor loses their game. Put those horns down. Yeah, there we go. Baylor lost their game. Texas Tech lost their game. And TCU lost their game. That's three teams in the state of Texas who lost their games when they're 20-plus point favorites. Hey, Texas, TCU, 21-point hey. favorite. Wait. Baylor's a 28-point favorite, I think. Wait, didn't Texas State win with TJ Finley? Yes, yes, they did. Texas State yeah, did win. Okay, Baylor. never mind. <laughs> They yeah, they be be wow. Look at that. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, dude, I saw the post on Instagram. It said TJ Fenley, and he had a game. He balled, balled. Like he balled out. He's gonna cook the Sun Belt. Uh, I think. I think Southern has to play them like this year. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <sighs> that's not good. Hey, at least we get to see TJ Finley. Hey, I respect. You know, I never thought he'd be amazing, but I did think he could play football, just not in the SEC level. So. Oh, he went from LSU to Auburn. He almost beat. Hey, he almost beat Alabama. Man, he had good moments for both teams. So, but let's get into this one: Oregon, Texas Tech. This one's. This one's. If uh, Texas Tech had won, beat the snot out of Wyoming, there'd have been some. There'd have been kind of fun to, to check out this one. Big play uh, for Clemson, uh, but it would have been fun to check this one out if they didn't lose to Wyoming. This one feels a little bit different now. It feels a little. It's way more to Oregon. I mean, yes. Oregon coming off an outstanding eighty-one point win against Portland State, and once again, school for the helpless and blind. Um, the Vikings, you know. I'm going to take Oregon in this one. I'm going to take Oregon in this one for sure. There's uh, six and a half point favorites over under 67. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to take the, I'm going to take Oregon winning by more than six and a half for sure. Mm-hmm. Fumble, fumble. Duke got the ball. Oh my goodness. Dude, Duke's defense is playing. I'm, I, oh my gosh. I'm in shock right now, dude. I'm in shock. Duke got that ball. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Dude, what the heck is happening? Clemson's just terrible. Oh my gosh, dude. Clemson is trash. I'm gonna have to change my top twenty-five. Oh my goodness. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to change does my this, top Yeah, this, I'm gonna have to do that tonight. Does this put, <laughs> if they win, does this put Duke in the top twenty-five though? Duke's not ranked, so yeah. Ah I mean, it just depends. I mean, TC oh, it's a oh dude, that's terrible. I'm let's see, Duke. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, Clemson, I think Clemson leaves the top 10 for sure, top 15 for sure, dude. Clemson's going to go down to at but least Duke, like. Duke's a legit squad, man. They are winning this dude, game. This, yeah, dude, they're winning in every way, shape, and form. They are winning in the trenches more than like it. They are winning in the trenches. This is impressive. Yeah, let's it's get back into it, though. Ole Miss, Texas Tech. I'll start us off against Oregon, Texas Tech. What did I say? Good Texas Tech. I said Ole Miss. Ole Miss, whatever. Oregon, Texas Tech. I'm going to go the Ducks, of course. 41 to 20. I think with that offense, Cooks, defense, yeah. makes a statement once again. Dan Lanning, it's hard not to root. It's it's crazy that they put up 81 points and their head coach is a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, so here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that they put up such an impressive performance. I'm going to hold them to that standard again this week, and I'm going to say they put it up. I'm going to say 51 to 31. I love it. I love it. I'm going to say that. Damn. I mean, if you're going to put up 81 so points, I want to see you put up. Uh, I want to see you put up a lot more in these next coming up weeks. So don't be uh, don't be fooling me because I love my ducks. Love the Oregon Ducks. I've always been an Oregon Duck fan. Yes. Um, especially Bo Nix. Bo Nix since he left Auburn has uh, been a big grower on me. I even told my aunt, my aunt Mika, Alabama fan. I was like, I know you don't have to like him, but you can like him now because he doesn't yeah. play for Auburn. He is good. That's like he's good. Now like, you, now there's no denying the fact anymore that he is good. Yep, you can root for him now. You know, so that's oh yeah, dude, I, I I can root for him now. All right, 51-31. Let's see. Oh, the Battle of 20. Iowa. <laughs> this one, I really think this is going to be an interesting football game. What did Iowa State do with their first game? They won. They beat. Um, it was actually a pretty close game. I got. They're not ranked. Let me look them up real quick. I know they won, though. Um, Let's see. Iowa State, they beat uh, uh, North, <laughs> Northern Iowa. Oh, they beat Northern Iowa. What the fudge? Iowa or Illinois? Not Northern Iowa. You're right. Northern Iowa. Yeah, Northern Iowa. <laughs> and then they have to go play Iowa. Oh, I just died. Yeah, this dude. Is... I, what What's happening? <laughs> They won thirty to nine. That's not bad. That's not a bad one, honestly. Um, that's a pretty good win. I mean, that's how they should have won, I guess. <laughs> I mean, anything less than that would have been bad. Oh, especially since they don't have their quarterback, who was supposed to be starting at the beginning of the season because uh, he got caught gambling. That's right. I forgot yeah. So uh, that was pretty big. Let's see. Hmm. Interesting, but yeah, I do think this is going to be a closer game. Skill set wise, I think Iowa the Hawkeyes are better, but this is a this is a this is a this is a matchup. Iowa versus Iowa State. This is always a good game. This I like is, Iowa, dude. I like Iowa a lot since Caden McNamara went there. Now, yes, I completely agree with you. So for me, I do have the Hawkeyes winning. Close game though, twenty seven to twenty six. Yeah, so the starting quarterback for Iowa State is Rocco Betch, B-E-C-H-T. Mm. Betch, he's a fresh, he's a true freshman, 6'1", 205. Okay, okay. Um, from Wesley Chapel, Florida. 
first game, 113 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, not bad. Interesting. Um, completed 76% completion. I'm, uh, I'm going to say 77, 77% completion. Um, went 10 of 13, 113 yards, two touchdowns. It's not bad. No picks. Solid game for sure. Clean. Kay McNamara had a game, though, his uh, his debut for Iowa, though. He had Kay a good. really good game. Kay looked good. Um, I'm going to take the hot guy. I'm going to take the hot guys in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game. I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say 21, 14. I'm going to keep it. A, I'm going to keep it a seven point game. I think there's going to be, I think Iowa state's going to expose Iowa on, on the defense side of the ball or on the offensive side of the ball a little bit. I feel like their defense may make them struggle. Cause I mean, I was, Iowa state defense is not that bad. Iowa State, Iowa in general, they could change the perspective on this and just blow it out of the water. That'd be big, wouldn't that? Be That'd be really win? big. Um, but I'm gonna take Iowa, just like you said. All right, 21-14. All right, so we're in agreement. Besides this two lane game so far, now this next game, this one's gonna be really fun. Texas A and M versus the Miami Hurricane. A and M is a four point favorite over under forty nine. CDM, you got a pick on this one? Oh, man. The thing is, Texas, I'm looking up Texas right now. Or Texas a Their quarterback had one hell of a day. Connor Wayman? Wayman? Yeah, Connor. That, that's his name. Yeah, that, I was trying to think of his name real fast. Says they're first in the SEC West. Um, get out of here, ESPN. That's <laughs> not right. Um, tell you spitting lies, <laughs> false, <laughs> false accusations. Oh, uh, let's see. Connor, he went eighteen of twenty three, two hundred and thirty six yards and five passing touchdowns. Jeez, what did the backup do? Did he play? Uh, probably. Let me see. Because I mean, this team, I mean, they played good against New Mexico State. But I, I, you know, I give a lot of people, I'm giving a lot of teams a lot of crap just because this is just, this was the first week of college football. It's the wake up week. This is the perfect week to just get people back into the groove of it. So, I mean, of course, everybody's going to win some of these blowout games for sure. Backup was Max, six to nine, 41. Oh, yeah. I forgot Max is the backup. Forget about that. Uh, what was that quarterback's name for them last year? Texas A&M before Connor. He, was, he um, plays at Georgia. He plays at Georgia Tech. Heinz King. Heinz King uh, is that uh, his name? Um. Um. Do oh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. It's gonna kill me. Haynes Haynes King. Haynes King. Haynes King. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, that's a big upgrade for them. I've always liked Connor when he came out of high school as well. Um, he came out of the class with Ty Simpson, or I mean, um, yeah, Ty Simpson and all them. And he's got a he's got good arm talent. He puts the ball where he needs to be. Miami, Miami is a hit or miss right now because right now the crystal ball the crystal ball era for Miami has not played out the way it should have. Yes. You know what I mean? Crystal ball coming in, having such an amazing career at Oregon. Coming into Miami has Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback, another NFL prospect quarterback, and kind of yeah. fell short last year. Kind of fell short, so it's another rematch from last year. A and M took it last year, and I think A and M takes it again this year. I think A and M's totally winning this game. Uh, score, I'm gonna go. Uh, 
I'm going to go 35 to 14. A&M? A&M, 35, Miami, 14. All right. So it's a four-point game. I mean, Texas A&M is favored by four, but I feel like that's just – I feel like that's an understatement just how explosive this offense can be. Because okay. right. Evan Stewart, wide receiver for Texas A&M, watch out. Dog. That's a name to remember. Dog. Dog. He woke up during Bama, that Bama game last year, bro. Oh, my gosh. He was killing us. Like, absolutely murdered our secondary. Dog. Dog. I'm right there with you. No, I'm not. Miami wins this game. Go, you, <laughs> you, you, Hurricanes. We're going to you. We're going, going to you, baby. We're going, going to you. Hurricane. Hold it to you, baby. Hold it to you. Hold it to you. Okay, sweet. We're going now, Miami Hurricanes. What's the score? 31-28 game-winning field goal. No, no, not a game-winning field goal. Game-winning touchdown drive by Van Dyke, baby. 31-28. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's, oh, man, if that happens. Just, <laughs> I feel like I just broke the system with that screen, but you wrote the script. Did you get the leak of the script, Nathan? I did get the I did get the leak of the script. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> what the script say about Texas and Alabama? Some little birdie tells me that the Longhorns are coming into Tuscaloosa. Is that what you're saying? Is that your pick right now? Because let's just go ahead and talk about this game. Let's just talk about it. Texas versus Alabama, college game day in Tuscaloosa. Bama is favored by Bama is favored to be a seven point favorite over under 60, uh, 56 and a half points. Now you have to look at the con now. Now the past two last year, we played in Austin, very, very, very tough place to play in, especially since it was a noon game. Weather was different. Texas had Texas is on fire. If yes. Quentin doesn't go, if Quinn doesn't go down, Texas wins that game can't be any different and i'm an alabama fan telling you that but our defense did come out and play last get that game and will anderson getting that sack on hudson card made a big difference but also bryce young being bryce young uh-oh uh-oh dude this is gonna yeah this game's gonna come down to the wire yeah, oh my gosh Four thirteen seven. i swear so i'm obviously gonna take the crimson tide hey. i think but i think it's going to be a game like last year but a little bit more high scoring. Mm-hmm. Last year it was a twenty to nineteen game. We won by a field goal. Um, I think this year it's going to be a high scoring game. Okay, but I still feel like there are still going to be some of those plays like there were last year that Alabama gives up to Texas. In Texas, I think the score is going to go back and forth a lot because I mean Texas still has a high caliber offense. Still a little, I'm not sure on that defense for sure. I mean, yeah, they played Rice. They only let Rice score 10 points. But in my opinion, Poor you shouldn't let Rice – Who, yeah, like you should have whacked them. Like, JT. And they put up 37 points on offense, which is still not bad at all. JT Daniels, but, misery career. Dude, I'm talk, I was talking to Gabe about that, dude. <laughs> he is probably the worst player, and I've seen some busts in my lifetime. This dude sucks. Five-star, This dude, dude is – Awful. How do you go four straight seasons of having to play Texas and you lose all four of them? You lost all four games. You lost when you played against, you lost them when you played for USC. You lost West Virginia when you played, when you played with them. You lost, you lost, you lost to him against Georgia. And then you you lost to him against Rice. I mean, what else do you need to do, man? I think it's just time to hang up the cleats. It's over and done with. It's over and done with. Like, JT Daniels, your career, bum. 
De- definition of a bum. Yeah, not a dog. Bum. But I'm going to take the Crimson Tide. I think it's going to be a game like last year. I think the coaching is right there just because Steve has Steve's worked under Saban. Yes. I mean, he was our offensive coordinator when we won that natty in 2020. So I think it's going to be a competitive game. I have Bama coming out on top. Um, I think it's going to be a 31-28 football game. Okay. 31-28. It's not the biggest score from last year, but it's a better score than it was last year for sure. At least it means a little bit more competitive. But I think it's a field goal game. I think it comes down to a field goal, and I think – Texas gets their field goal blocked by Alabama to end the game. Mm. We're in agreement on this field goal ending, but I, ah. I think the Longhorns take this one. Okay. That is that is a hard pick for me. That is an extremely tough pick. It's I'm it's going, a hard pick right now. I mean, I'm, going I'm pretty the sure grain. the country is cut in the middle between this game. Yeah, I think the I think the smart choice is Bama. Skill wise, they're better. I think quarterback wise, Texas. I'm going to give it to Texas. Yeah, it, both kids are un- unproven, but uh, m- m- I mean, um, Ewers has had more highs. I would say so far. In his I'd career. say that. I would say that this is Jalen Milrow's second game as a starter. It's like, so he's just so he's so new to this whole starter of Alabama thing. Yeah, I mean, starter. he came out and had a record breaking debut. Yeah, but I mean. This is where, as I told you before, this is the big game to determine if you are going to be the starter for a contending national championship team. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to be a starter for a championship contending team because you have so much trust built up in you by every other player in that locker room. Yeah, And I think whoever wins this game, this has playoff contention written all over it. Me and yep. you talked about that before like the pods even start, before the season even started. This was the one big game that we walked that we talked about. And whoever wins this game, in my opinion, it goes on to win their division, respectfully win their division, and make the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Texas has the pieces to do it. Texas had the pieces last year to do it. Yes. I mean it's up to the coaching for it's it's up to the coaching for Texas. That's the one that's one thing I think about Texas is coaching is what they need to is like the big stamp on it because they have every player that they need on that team. They have Xavier Worthy on the outside. They have Quint Quentin Years on the at quarterback. They have players everywhere, mm-hmm. but they just have to find they have to get disciplined at coaching and not beat themselves in big crunch time situations. Yes, and. I'm glad you actually said that because you're not even saying you to outcoach Nick. That's almost impossible to do. It's not about it's impossible to outcoach it. Like a coach like that, like a Nick Saban, Kirby Smart right now, yeah. Dabo. Even though Dad, it looks like, oh my gosh, another fumble. Oh, oh my God. gosh, scoop and score. Oh my, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can Cade chase him down? Oh, Cade's got him. Oh my gosh, Clemson. Clemson. What is going on? Oh. Oh, my oh, dude, Dabo's about to have a freaking aneurysm right now. I look like Alfalfa with his hair. Dude, oh, look at goodness. Dabo's hair right now. Yours doesn't look as ten times as worse as that. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's another... Oh, man, he just got hit. That was a, it was a perfect hit. I'll give Cade respect, though. Cade really just chased that kid down. He's, he's losing it. Dabo doesn't dude, know Dabo's, do. Dabo's about to have a heart attack. 
Ooh, side note question. <laughs> is this the downfall of Clemson? Good gosh, it looks like it, doesn't it? Like, it, they look like, I, <laughs> excuse my language, <laughs> they look like absolute just shit. They look yeah. like shit. <laughs> like, they look terrible. Say it like, like it I mean, <laughs> like, they look bad, man. I've never seen a Clemson offense look this bad. Wow. 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 Coming out of the first, I mean, the fourth quarter. But Fourth quarter down by one possession, and you fumble on the goal line. Jeez. All right, let's finish this pot up so we can watch the rest of this one. But, yeah, I'll give yeah. you my last few points for me on Alabama. It is a quarterback thing for me. I The one – That's respectable. The one – And that's what – I will say this. I do think this game will be very similar to last year's game. I think it has a dramatic it finish comes, like, it does, like it did last which year. Which team makes the one or two – the one or two big plays. Which yeah. team? Which team is going to? Which team is going to break that other team's will first as well? Yes. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. And you know, Austin playing in Austin, Texas last year—that was big. That was. It's in. It's in Brian Denny this year. It's a different that's beast. even bigger. That's a bit. That's and, a different beast, man. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's a. I think it's a bigger test to play in Brian Denny for Texas than it was for Alabama going to play. In Texas, in Austin, Texas, last year. Yeah, I mean Brian Denny's a harder place to play. I'll it's a, it's just a different place. I mean, it's a different atmosphere. No, no disrespect to my Texas fans. Like, I mean, stadium, uh, uh, Austin, Texas, when they have a home game there, it's electric every play. Like every 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 time, it's an electric place to be. And last year proved it. But Brian Denny's a different beast. It is, and it I is. think I think that uh, the crowd will play in with it a lot. Yes, it definitely will play a major factor. That's why I'm a little iffy on this one. Only reason I'm going to say it, like I said, once again, I just, I think Sark is a good enough coach to put a good enough game plan around these players. Like I said, Bama has the better players. It's if they, can they make the big plays against a good defense? Uh Oh, he's got a lot of room. He's got a lot of room. Can can Texas make the big plays and can Alabama counter those big plays and make their own yeah. big plays? I want it if if Bama wins this game, it's not going to be because of the defense. It's not going to be because of Nick Saban. It's going to be because Milro got them there. And Milro, this it. is like if as I said, it, the make or break game. Yeah, if he does it, if if Milro does it, he's got my respect. He's a athlete. He's fun to watch. One of the one of the most. He's probably the the most athletic Alabama quarterback I've ever seen. He, he's giving me a lot of Jalen Hurts vibes. Jalen Hurts, you remember Blake Sims? Blake was good. Blake was an athlete, but so running Jaylen, wise, I would fast. say, oh, Jalen no, no. was ten times faster Not than Jaylen both Hurts. those guys combined. <laughs> like I mean, Hurts I would is, say Hurts from, is built like a running back. Milrose like just speed, <laughs> just straight speed. Like you could put him out at wide receiver and he burns somebody. It feels like it. I mean, we had him. We had him running routes in last year's practice there for the Sugar Bowl when we played Kansas. When we played K State, we had him running routes. That had me thinking. I was like, "Is this dude really about to make a position change?" Because like, I kind of want to see him. Because his last year's Texas A and M game was his first start, and it was a struggle. Because I honestly, I honestly thought we were going to lose that game. Yeah, that that one was. That one was. But that was his first game as a starter. It so. Was. You know, now he's got he's got some he's got some time under his belt. He's got the experience, but this is going to be the biggest game for both teams. This is the biggest game for both teams coming into the season because this 
in my opinion, has playoff implications implications written all over it. Yep, it does. My final score prediction on this one, 24-23, Texas hits a game winning. God, dude, you're going to give me anxiety. Yep. I'm going to have a, I'm telling you Saturday night when we're out watching this game, I'm going to have so I'm going to have so much anxiety during this game, bro. All right. I'm going to have to find a way. It's going to be insane. I'm not going to be able to drink. I'm just going to be over there sipping water. Sipping water. Sipping, sipping water. water, dude. I'm not even going to be drinking cigarettes. beer. Smoking cigarettes the entire game. No, I'm just going to have pods. Just straight. <laughs> I'm going to have my charger. I'm going to have my Alto. I'm going to have my pods on deck. Carson, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting game next week for sure. It will be. But, um, you know, you're coming down next Saturday. Yes, and uh, another great thing happens next Saturday after next Saturday is where we have football until touchdown. February. That's a touchdown, baby. Oh my God. Duke's going to do it. Touchdown. What's Duke, Twitter looking like Duke right Blue now? Bro? Devils, have you checked? Duke, Duke Blue Devils for the uh, national championship. ACC championship right there. The champions. All right, brother. Let's get out of here. Another good pod, brother. everybody. And enjoyed it as always, you know. Until next week, uh, expect that top 25 to come out, I would say, on Wednesday or Thursday, per se. Yes. Just because, you know, well, right now it's looking like Clemson is Clemson's not going to be my number nine team after this game. Don't no. think so. Don't think so, bro. No, sir. <laughs> this is insane. To watch it, like, to be on the pod and watching this happen, I love the live reactions. Yeah, nice little live reaction for this one. Oh, they're going for two? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Make it a two. Make, yeah, make it a two-possession lead. Got it. Oh, too easy. Too easy. Well, signing out for everybody. Always yes. a pleasure, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. As always, follow us on Nate Dog Sports as well. Nate Dog Sports, all of our special accounts, NDS underscore college football. That's where all of our college king stuff will be dropping, as well as Nate Dog Sports, Nate Dog Productions on YouTube and Facebook, Nate Dog Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, brother. We'll do this next Thank week. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure once again. Um, until next weekend. All right, brother. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy it. Bama versus Texas. We'll talk about it next week. See y'all next time on College Kings. See you guys. Yeah.